five, four, three, two, one. Happy New Year! Have a little faith in me. Have a little faith in me. Have a little faith in me. Have a little Have a little faith. Just have a little faith in each other. I, I, I agree, Brandon. Let's have a little faith. Um, questions for you, Lucas. Are you a fan of movies with ensemble casts? Yeah, some of my favorites fall under that category. I would say, like movie forty-three. Yeah. Okay. Are you a fan um, of Eve from Adam and Eve from the Bible? Didn't she like? destroy all of humankind or something by eating the forbidden fruit yeah <clears throat> something like that i read an article recently that says some people mm. think that that might be a mushroom like a psychedelic <clears throat> mushroom and that when she ate it her mind got activated and was like oh shit we're naked god whatever mm. and then i also read that some of people think it might be wheat the forbidden fruit just because just because wheat i had some some theological te- um interpretations would suggest that yeah huh. well then speaking of wheat are you a fan of sandwiches <laughs> i am a sandwich i am a sandwich well if you answered yes to one or any of those questions you've come to the right place this is the good the bad and the movies we are kicking off 2022 with new year's eve yes <clears throat> and that was what all those seemingly random questions were about <laughs> yeah the movie new year's eve Ensemble casts Adam and Eve from Adam and Eve and sandwiches. Yeah, which we'll get to later. Yeah. All that. And it's 2022. All that in a bag of chips. What? That's a saying. Is that a saying? Yeah. I don't know any of these sayings you always say. All that in a bag of chips? Yeah. Oh, that's an easy one. It's just like everything and more. Yeah. It's simple enough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, This movie came out in 2011. So 11 years later. We're watching it. On the podcast. Had you seen it before? No. I didn't know a damn thing about it. <laughs> I had seen it once. Kind of half watched it mm-hmm. with my mom. Did you remember anything about it? No. Not a thing? Nope. <laughs> I remember that there were kisses at New Year's Eve. Yeah, I figured that. As... But that was about it. I yeah. didn't remember any of the character storylines or anything. So. Or any of the characters' names. I still don't know any of the characters' <laughs> names except Jensen and Seth. Yeah. That's it. Bon Jensen. Um, okay. Drinks today is nothing. Because we're sick boys. So, from the last episode when Lucas had a sexy voice, <clears throat> he gave me his cold. Yeah. wonder how that happened. So, now I need to keep my voice lubricated so I don't go back to, like, the the Halloween movies where I did it with Devin and my, yeah. my voice was just like this the yeah. whole time. Gotta stay lubricated. A good a good portion of our 
of our podcast episodes have been with people sick and losing their voice. Someone is has a cold or, yeah, is losing their voice. So yeah. why not just keep it up? Pump it up. Who sounds more sick right now? Is it me? Or is it me? <laughs> Those um, might have been a little exaggerated. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, no drinks today. Nope. Nothing. We're just, we're just dying. Just water. There's lots of water. And DayQuil. I haven't taken any DayQuil. Oh, I took a DayQuil before I came in. To suppress that cough. Mm-hmm. Good. Mm-hmm. Good. Well, New Year's Eve, if you haven't seen it, if you're unaware, our director today is Mr. Gary Marshall. Gary spelled with two R's. Yeah, what a weirdo. Um, he, do you know him at all? Nope. He's done movies such as Young Doctors in Love. Nope. He did Overboard. Don't know Overboard. You don't know Overboard? Uh, I'm not 100. Nope. Well, they made a remake of it recently, and I was telling my mom the movies. She's like, is it the remake or is it the old one? I was like, the old Overboard. one. Overboard. Yeah, with Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell? Nope. Mm. A, a lady, like, she Goes becomes overboard. amnesic after an accident. Uh-huh. Um, and he just, it's like, here's the here's the thing. A cruel but beautiful Harris mocks and cheats a hired carpenter when she gets amnesia after an accident he decides to introduce her to regular life by convincing her their husband and wife <laughs> what yeah that seems like a crazy premise for a movie it is not like a love story but like a, a... Well, maybe they do fall in love i would hope not maybe she falls in love with the lifestyle of his life of mocking him of regular life oh. he's also done a movie called beaches <clears throat> That, I only know of that because it was on a Seinfeld episode where they were Beaches. making fun of it on television, yeah. So when I went to Billings for one of my rotations, mm-hmm. we were watching movies at home, mm-hmm. and my mom was like, we need to watch Beaches. We were looking up a list of the saddest movies ever, and Beaches came on. She's yeah. like, all right, we're watching it right now. So she rented it, and we bought it, and my dad and I were like, this movie sucks. Like, yeah. It had like Bette Midler. Beaches, yeah. Yeah, and I didn't really cry. My mom bawled her. you cried at everything. I cried at everything, but... Yeah, so Beaches, he's also done Pretty Woman. That, that makes sense. Yes. Julia Roberts. Mm-hmm. Dear God. No. Nope. I don't know that one. Runaway Bride. Don't know it. Julia Roberts. Okay. I believe you. Or wait. No, that's my best friend's wedding. Who's in Runaway Bride? My Susan, best friend's wedding has Julia Susan Roberts. Susan Sarandon. That's a, good, that's a good guess. Runaway Bride. Julia Roberts and Richard Gere oh, as yeah. well. So... Um, and then he did <clears throat> The Princess Diaries 1 and 2 with Anne Hathaway. Okay. Uh, Valentine's Day. Yep. New Year's Eve. Yep. And Mother's Day. Oh, God. Is that all? And that's all he's done? Those, yeah, that's... that's so he, his career has devolved into only making movies about holidays. Ensemble cast holiday film-themed movies. Yeah, I can't wait for Memorial Day. <laughs> um, then our writer today is Catherine Fugate. She's done... Fugati. Is it Fugati? I don't know. That I sounds know. cooler. Um, she's done The Prince and Me, Don't. Valentine's Day, mm-hmm. New Year's Eve, mm. and 117 episodes of Army Wives. Wow. I've never heard of that show. Army Wives? No. Oh, my mom loves that Is it a, show. And it's a scripted show? Uh-huh. Oh. 117 episodes. Uh-huh. Jesus Christ. It was, it was on for a long time. I think it was a Lifetime show. Yeah, that's probably why I never heard of it. Yeah, my mom loved Army, Army Wives. Wives. That and Brothers and Sisters and Desperate Housewives. and I know Desperate That's the only one I've heard of. But yeah, yeah. those were right down our alley. So here's to you, 
Mrs. Brandon. Yep, there you go. <laughs> Here's to you, Mrs. Brandon. These are all down your alley. Here's to you, Mrs. Brandon. Mrs. Snedeker. Jesus loves you more than you could know. Oh, well, ho, ho. you're a ho, ho, ho. No, <laughs> Jesus. Um, and loves cast. you more than you know. Yes, and cast. Oh, there he goes. Um, huge cast because, like we said, ensemble. It is an ensemble cast, and it might be bigger than movie forty three. Is right there. Yeah. <clears throat> so we've got Buckle in, Sarah Jessica Parker. Yep. Jessica Beale. Yep. Ashton Kutcher, Michelle Pfeiffer, Zac Efron, Robert De Niro, <laughs> Halle Berry, Alyssa Milano, who okay. was a nurse. Yeah. Um, Common. <laughs> yeah. Seth Meyers. Amari Stoudemire. He's in there. Sarah Paulson, Catherine Heigl, John Bon Jovi. Yeah. Sofia Vergara. Leah Michelle, Jim Belushi, Abigail Breslin, Jake T. Austin, Nat Wolf, Josh Dumal, Matthew Broderick, Joey McIntyre, Amari Stoudemire, Hilary Swank, Ludacris, Ryan Seacrest, Hector Elizondo, and Mayor Michael Bloomberg. <laughs> that is an exhausting list. Yeah. What are, what, are you, what are your thoughts on that eclectic group? Um, you didn't need all these names to pull this off. No, I know it's a movie that has multiple segments to it that I'll try and tie together. Yeah. But like, <clears throat> how how big was their poster? Like, how dominated was it? <laughs> of just names? names. And after all, like they put like the first twenty top build, and then Ludacris <clears throat> is like, I want my name on the poster too. You yeah, know? and Common's like, put me up there. And like, yeah. Common, you were in this movie for like and thirty minutes, thirty seconds. I want in. He was dancing for. Six he didn't seconds. say a word. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's crazy. Yeah, it's just. Too many people. A little bit. But a number of Oscar winners among them. That is one, I think there's one, that's one of my cat's facts. So we'll get there. Oh, apologies. Yes, we will get there. It's one of my cat's facts. So if you're unaware of what New Year's Eve is, here's a quick plot. It's a, it's a holiday to celebrate the new year. Yeah, that's it. And that's basically what this is, is it's just a story of people on New Year's Eve. Yep. The lives of several different couples and singles in New York City intertwine over the course of New Year's Eve. And that's it. <clears throat> it takes place over one day, mm-hmm. and the movie felt like we watched it for a whole day. Yeah, no kidding. Um, so, a little history. <clears throat> Not a lot. Okay. On New Year's Eve. On the holiday or the movie? The movie. I don't have anything on the holiday. Okay. Um, New Year's Eve is a 2011 American romantic comedy drama film. Wow. <laughs> um, that is the second in an unofficial trilogy of romantic comedy drama films directed by Gary Marshall, mm-hmm. set on a one-day holiday and featuring an ensemble cast and a variety of stories. The others were Valentine's Day the year before in 2010 and Mother's Day, the much-anticipated <laughs> third film in 2016. Was it super anticipated? Five years later. For Mother's Day? Yeah. Did you see that one? I did not. Mm. I've seen parts of Valentine's Day. I just know Taylor Swift's in that one. Yes. And then some of the cast of New Year's Eve had actually had previously appeared in Valentine's Day, including Jessica Biel, Ashton Kutcher, and that uh, that person, Hector Elizondo. <laughs> He's just somebody that always appears in Gary Marshall movies. Really, dating back to <clears throat> Princess Diaries and all those. Yeah, and Young Doctors in Love. Like, he, they just... And Peaches. This is just like your Happy Madison kind of thing. Like, you have yeah. to have Rob Schneider if you have Adam Sandler. Okay. I don't know who he played. Or you have to have that director from the Santa Claus if you have Tim Allen. Yeah. Or Tim Allen if you have that director. Or Hitchcock always puts himself in... Tarantino. Tarantino. Stanley. Yeah. You have to have him. You just have to. Yeah, sure. So, 
Hector Elizondo. Yeah. I don't even know who he played. I was going to say, yeah. But I just put his name in here because apparently he was somebody that fans of Gary Marshall know him. There, I don't think there are Gary Marshall fans <laughs> either, right? There are people who watch his movies and like them, but they're nobody's like, Gary Marshall's my guy. <laughs> Gary with two R's. <laughs> Gary Marshall. <laughs> Gary Marshall. Um, yeah, not a lot, but that's my history. It's just the middle of the the, the coveted trilogy of the, the holiday themed ro- romantic com- American romantic comedy drama films. <laughs> yeah. Do you think so you think he's done with all those then? We're not going to get like Arbor Day or God, I hope so. Passover. <laughs> this yeah, like you said like Memorial Day it's just really sad the whole time. Every, uh, yeah, it's just everyone's talking about dead vets. Independence Day? Yeah, I could do Independence Day. That'd be everyone's eating hot dogs. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I associate hot to Fourth This is July the 4th with. of July with. It's just hot dogs. Yeah. Because you like to barbecue on there or because of the hot dog eating contest? Because of both, yeah. And I always try and at least give it my own attempt. You <clears throat> yeah, know. we we trained once to be in the hot dog eating contest. Yeah, because some places like Syracuse, New York, the you only had to eat like nine to qualify yeah, for the hot so dog Yeah, so there were like contest. 14 or 16 districts or something Yeah, where you went to the qualifiers. And like Joey Chestnut's district, he's pulling down 60. Mm-hmm. It's like, what's the point of even trying out in that area? Yeah. You're going to travel somewhere else to win that qualifier. Yeah, exactly. And I, yeah, I think it was like, like there was one in like New York and there was one in Florida. It was like Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. They had like 12. And we're in like 10 minutes. In 10 minutes. You're like, if you, I can do one every like 50 seconds, I can get there yeah. so we did train on how fast we could eat hot dogs yeah and then we <clears> broke <throat> the world record next year <laughs> 77 hot dogs in 10 minutes yeah a lot of wiener sliding <laughs> down our throats that's how we got lubed up not with water just wiener sliding <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so when we once now that we move on from wiener sliding budget time. oh we have to move on <laughs> we have to move okay. on from wiener sliding budget what is your guess at this budget it's this is a Big budgeted movie. I'm gonna guess sixty five million dollars. Pretty close. You're pretty close. Fifty six million dollars. Oh, just, my, just flip them. My dyslexia got in the way. <laughs> yeah, fifty six. That's a that's a. I mean, it's not astronomical, but this is no crazy action movie. No, but CGI. Yeah, it's just names. A lot of cast. Yeah. Um. So in box office terms, opening weekend it made thirteen million dollars. <throat> that's not a lot for no. <laughs> U.S. and Canada. Overall made fifty four point five million dollars, so it did make its money back domestically, and then worldwide it still made one hundred forty two million dollars, which is pretty surprising that it made ninety million dollars outside million. of the U S. and Canada, which was if it only aired in the U S. and Canada, it wouldn't have made any money. Yeah, it would have basically would have almost, broken even. Yeah, but in Hollywood, that's losing a lot of money for movies. Yes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, n- none of that totally blows me away. No. It's kind of holiday themed, so people might go see it. Big cast, you might go see it. This is classic mom bait. Yeah, I'm surprised. I don't know what day it came out on because if it didn't come out on New Year's, it came out on November 11th. What? Why? I don't know. That's you have to coordinate it with the holiday if you're gonna <laughs> make a movie about the holiday, right? It came out on November. It was either November Ugh. 9th or 11th or 19th. It's one of those. Three. You can't like have a Christmas movie come out in October, you know? <laughs> no, nope. that's ridiculous. They should have had it at least come out mid December. Oh wow, horrible, horrible decision there, Paramount or <laughs> Was Warner, it Brothers. Warner Brothers. Yeah, Warner Brothers. Um, and taglines today, I put down three for us. Damn. So the first one is New Year's Eve. The one night anything is possible. That's not true. <laughs> no, they're, they're way. There's so many more night. 
Yeah. Anything isn't possible on New Year's Eve. It's just another normal night. It's with parties. Yeah, a lot of parties. Maybe mm. that's what they're. I mean, you can meet uh, U.S. and Canada. No. <laughs> Tagline: Kiss last year goodbye. Yeah, it's better. It's kitschy. There were a lot of kisses in this. There were a lot and of the, kisses. Like, like you said, it is kitschy. You, you know, you do do the kiss at, at New Year's Eve. and They had that whole emotional <clears throat> speech about hope for the new year. <clears throat> that was dumb. It was so dumb. <laughs> and our last tagline. Let the countdown begin. Which is doesn't really have a lot to do with the stuff going on in the movie. No, not at all. Yeah. The one night anything. I think the best one is kiss last year goodbye. Yeah. I probably, which is maybe like a C minus tagline. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Let the countdown begin. Literally has nothing to do with the film. No, that's just a reference to just to New Year's New Eve. Year's Eve in Times Square. Yeah. Not a not a not the best attempt <clears throat> marketing team. But they they made money, sort of, and that's all that matters. Yeah, thanks to the Mexican audiences who love <laughs> New Year's Eve. Yeah, where do you think outside did this really boom? Guatemala, you think Nicaragua, Central America? You yeah. think Central America was the prime rocked in <laughs> racked in the ninety million for them? This is that's Gary Marshall's demographic <laughs> because of Hector Elizondo. Yeah, they'd love him. They love. They could care less about the, the Guatemalans love Hector Elizondo. <laughs> I might even be butchering his name. You, or let me see, uh, Hector. Elizondo. 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 It's like when Devin tried to say John Leguizamo and just said John Lasagna. John Lasagna. Which we have not rated our movies on the Lasagna scale. Recently. Yeah, we should get back to that for sure. Yeah. <clears throat> um, tagline's done, which means it's time for our cat's facts, which are going to be called... Beasel facts. <laughs> just because <laughs> Josh Dumoulin is, it can't be Beasel facts again. It's going to be... It's Jensen facts. Jensen facts, yep. yes. It's time for our Jensen facts. Jensen facts. Did you get it? Yeah. And I got a discount with my vet school ID. Oh, you're going to make such a good veterinarian someday, Griff. Thanks. And if you were a horse, I'd know better what to do. Of course. <laughs> if you were a horse, we'd never get invited to dinner parties, and I'd be married to a horse. <laughs> Caesar's passed the fuck out over there. His eyes are open, though. I know, but, like, that's him sleeping, basically, because <laughs> he's usually scratching the carpet or something. Yeah. Um. Okay, my first cat's fact today. First Jensen fact. My first Jensen fact is that Halle Berry was cast in this film, but then dropped out. Mm. And she was replaced by Katherine Heigl. Oh, wow. So she was supposed to be that character. When Barry dropped out... Or Halle Berry dropped out due to a custody battle with her ex-partner. After the custody battle was resolved, Halle Berry was recast in the movie, but in the nurse role. Oh, that's weird. Like, a custody battle kept you from work? Apparently. Wow. Her child was more important than the work, okay? Yeah, but you hire lawyers to do those types of things, too. She's reflecting on the holidays. Her child. It's not the, a, her, the child, Jesus Christ. It's not a literal battle, right? <laughs> like, she hires her lawyers to take care of it. Is she fighting her ex-husband for the rights to their child? With like, swords. physically? Yeah. They go into battle with that, swords. That'd be a good idea for a movie, Custody Battle. Right? <laughs> Writing down Custody Battle right now. Um, do you think Halle Berry would have done better than Katherine Heigl in that role? Yes, I, Katherine oh. Heigl's not a great actress, I don't think. <laughs> and Halle Berry? She can be. Is is great. 
if she's if she's dedicated. Yeah, that's true. She did movie forty three. Yeah, she's um, had some stinkers like us, like us all. We've all stunk our pants up. That's true. I have pooped my pants before. Well, you want to talk about it? Not really. It was. Yeah, I will. I was sitting on that <laughs> couch right there. Nice. And Marina was showering, and then I was just sitting, and then I thought it was just gonna be a fart, and I pooped a little bit, oh, and no. I walked into the bathroom. I was like, honey, I just have to go to the bathroom, uh-huh. and so then I. Did she ever find out? Oh, yeah, I told her. Oh. <laughs> Cleaned up, tossed the underwear, put on new stuff, and came back and sat in shame on the couch. <laughs> Marina came out, and I was like, I have a confession to make. Oh, no. I pooped my pants. <laughs> <laughs> and she was so disappointed in you? She loved me even more. Oh. Because I told even her. Even more? Because yeah. you pooped your pants? Yeah. No, because I told her. And because I pooped my pants. Because <laughs> now cause she can make fun of me for that. And yeah. all of you guys can. Nice. They give free reign. That can be in your review if if you ever review the podcast. Talk about how Brandon pooped his pants. Yeah. My favorite part of it was either when you guys called the sex line or when Brandon <laughs> talked about pooping his pants. Those are the top two. It makes for good radio. <laughs> yeah. Okay, my next uh, Jensen fact is that Jake T. Austin and Abigail Breslin mm-hmm. had to kiss each other more than 15 times what? to get that kiss scene right. No way. Yeah. Who I thought, who was the culprit of the bad kiss 15 times? I don't ever? know, because when I watched the kiss, it wasn't even, like, that passionate or romantic. It was a pretty simple kiss. Yeah, well, he kind of, like, cleverly maneuvered his way into it, so maybe he kept messing that up, the entry. Maybe. Yeah. It wasn't that great of a kiss, but, yeah, 15 times they well, had to do it. Makes you wonder what Gary Marshall's motives were. <laughs> For just, these two teen actors. He just run it again. <laughs> run it back we need another take (laughs) we need another 13 takes (laughs) um okay leah michelle portrayed one of john bon jovi's backup singers in the movie jensen yep um leah michelle we don't know her name no no not even a little bit couldn't even take a guess i couldn't even uh uh, tiffany (laughs) sure like that's margaret yeah that could be either of those and we have no idea said her name um 5b Five B, yeah, that's the best we can get. She portrayed one of John Bon Jovi's backup singers in the movie. In 2010, she actually unintentionally almost hit him with a car what? once while reversing on Robertson Boulevard. <laughs> that's a fun fact. Yeah, she. Also this film was her... also her debut film, but she... yeah, she almost ran over Bon Jovi while backing that, up. That is a fun Jensen fact. <laughs> Are they neighbors or something? I don't. Know. I don't know. Wow, it's just on Robertson Avenue, wherever that is. <laughs> that's a great one. <laughs> At least it wasn't Matthew Broderick. Um, yeah. Uh, my next Jensen fact is actually a Cats fact. Nice. Because Halle Berry and Michelle Pfeiffer have both played Catwoman yeah, in yeah. unrelated films. And in Valentine's Day, Anne Hathaway was in that, who also played oh, Catwoman wow. in The Dark Knight Rises. The Cat Trilogy. Yep. That is a cat fact. That is a Cats That's fact. That's pretty cool. Cats facts! Mm-hmm. Um, next, Seth Meyers is concerned in this movie that his wife will give birth at their apartment complex instead of the hospital. I didn't really get that vibe a whole lot. Yeah. But apparently that was part of the trivia. Okay, sure. Um, years later, Seth Meyers' wife in real life gave birth to their first child in the lobby of an apartment building. Oh, really? Yeah. That's that's pretty serendipitous. Pretty nice. They didn't get there in time, though. Nope. Yeah. I bet she was pissed. She wasn't doing headstands. At yoga 
No, she was just doing headstands at nine months pregnant. <laughs> that is what you, that's what yoga is. It's just headstands at, when you're pregnant. <laughs> I think there are way easier ones to do than headstands. Not yeah. The risk of falling off a headstand. What if she fell and crushed the baby? That's what I was saying. Yeah. Bad. Um, we got three more. <clears throat> As of 2019, this film includes four Oscar winners. There we go. Hillary Swank. Million Dollar Baby. Correct. Robert De Niro. Bunch of bunch of shit. Yeah, what is his? Is it Godfather Ra- Raging Part Bull, I think. Raging Bull? Yeah. Goodfellas? No, not Casino? Goodfellas. He, I think he's only got two. He's got two, He's right? got two. A supporting and a main. I think the main is Raging Bull. I think the supporting... Not Taxi Driver. Might be Casino. I don't know. It might be Meet the Fockers. Nope. <laughs> uh, he almost won for Silver Linings Playbook. He almost won that. for The Irishman. Yeah. But, yeah. So He's seasoned. Yeah. <laughs> he's Robert fucking De Niro. You got Halle Berry. For Monster. Monster's no, Monster's Ball. Ball. Monster is Charlie's Theron. Monster Truck. And Common. <laughs> Monster Trucks. And Common. Common one for Selma. One day with yeah. John Legend. Yeah. yeah. And as well as three other Oscar nominees. Abigail Breslin. No, oh, nice. Do you know what she was? No. Nope. Little Miss Sunshine. Oh, even littler, yeah. Sure. Yeah, very little. She was like seven or something. Um, Michelle Pfeiffer, which I don't know what she was nominated for. Lots of... I am Sam. Sean Penn was nominated for that. Sean Penn beat up Madonna with a baseball bat. Jesus Christ, I did not know that. Yeah. Um, and the last other Oscar nom is uh, John Bon Jovi. Oh, God. <laughs> for one of his songs. Yeah, one of one his of songs. One of his stupid cowboy songs. I'm a cowboy! We've already gotten into your love for yeah. John Bon Jovi. He's, he's not a cowboy. That's just <laughs> that's my main gripe with him. He's not a cowboy. <laughs> With a loaded six string on his back. No, he's a he's a fucking New Jersey crooner. <laughs> um, okay, so that was that one. Then next, New Year's Eve and its predecessor, Valentine's Day, were parodied in December 2011 on the sketch comedy series Saturday Night Live mm-hmm. in a trailer for the fictional film The Apocalypse, <laughs> um, set on the last day on Earth. Uh, there was also similarly parodied on the TV show 30 Rock. Yeah. In a January 2012 episode, The Ballad of Kenneth Parcell, in a trailer for a film called Martin Luther King Day. <laughs> yeah. You're a big 30 Rock fan. Have yeah. you seen that one? Yep, I have. Did it ring a bell for... Yeah, I mean, this is an easily parodyable yes, film. Yes, very. Yeah, so I, I knew what they were going after. Okay, yeah. perfect. And my last Jensen fact is that this film earned five Razzie nominations. Okay. Worst picture. Worst director. Gary Marshall. Gary. Worst actress. Which one? All of them. Nope, it's only one. Michelle Pfeiffer. Nope. <laughs> Hillary Swank. Nope. Sorry, Jessica Parker. There you go. Um, we're screenplay and worst ensemble. It lost all of them, though, that year. To who? To Adam Sandler's Jack and yeah. Jill. <laughs> I remember once watching Survivor, the reward for one of the challenges was they all got to see an advanced screening of Jack and Jill. Oh, and it, no! Yeah. <laughs> And they were, like, forced to afterwards, like, it's so funny. Like, Adam Sandler is such a great comedian with a love of family. Like, this is my favorite movie I've maybe ever seen. They were forced to say that? Yeah. Something to that effect, yeah. Oh, my God. If you haven't seen Jack and Jill, people. it's Yeah, it's a severe punishment to to lay on somebody. Oh, my God. And that was their reward. Yeah. (laughs) 
Um, I don't even think they got food either. I think they just got to watch the movie. <laughs> they didn't get like popcorn with it or anything? So. Or like a water? No. <clears throat> they just had to sit. Or an advantage in the game. Where did they watch it at? Some like ho- like <clears throat> tiki they made up thing theater. Mm. on the Gross. Yeah. Okay. And that's the end of our Jensen facts. Jensen facts. Which means we're getting into the movie. <clears throat> and um, there are a lot of storylines in this. And unlike movie 43, where it was just one storyline and yeah. then it was done, these all just interloop. Yeah. So just buckle in. We're just going to try our best. Spitball. And uh, if it seems like the directions we're going are, are <clears throat> random, it's because they are. They are. And the movie is that way. And if you feel like you can't keep track of who, which characters belong where... That's okay. That's because that's what happens. Yeah. And because we don't know the names of any, so we'll be using actor names except for Jensen Jensen as John Bon Jovi and Seth Seth as Jake T. Austin. Yeah. That's it. Everyone else, we have no clue what their character name could be. Somebody is named Sam. I know that. Someone is named Doug. That's all we know. But we don't know who. And Ludacris is a Ludacris. Luda. When I was 13, <laughs> I had my first love. <laughs> Is that from Baby? That's from Baby, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. The movie starts with the song This Is the New Year by A Great Big World. It actually starts with a Finding Magic Mike trailer. Oh, my God. So, yeah, we watched it on HBO Max, and we could have skipped this ad. But, yeah, <laughs> please. Well, it, it, it's just... <laughs> It was just like guys humping and gyrating their crotches on the screen. On the floor. <clears throat> on each other for, for the whole... <laughs> we're like, what is this show? It was like casting Magic Mike or something. Yeah, that's what it was. Finding Magic Mike. Finding Magic Mike. we didn't know Mike. what it was until they said that at the end, that it was Finding Magic <laughs> Mike. We thought it was just how the movie started. Have you seen Magic Mike? Yes, it's a great film. It's actually... Yeah. If, if like, you guys are like, oh, Magic Mike, it's, like, male strippers or whatnot. Yeah. It, very good, actually. It's super great. I think it's Soderbergh, maybe. Might be. Yeah. I know McConaughey's in it. McConaughey's in it, and he almost got nominated. He should Tatum does really well on it. Yeah. Olivia Munn does pretty well, but you hate Olivia Munn. Yeah. Well, I like her now, because she does Because she's not Rogers. with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. And then... It has, Magic... a whole, has like, a yellow tint mm-hmm. to the whole movie. And then Magic Mike 2 is a lot worse. I've heard. I haven't seen the yeah, second one. But not... the first one's very good. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that's actually how it starts. And <laughs> then the movie starts after the ad, mm-hmm. 2B TV. Yeah. Um, with, like I said, This is the New Year by A Great Big World. How okay. fitting of a song. Yeah, very, very sappy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's New York City on New Year's Eve. You just get, like, a lot of setup scenes for the big event, the the ball drop. And uh, you get, like, a little intro for each main character. Ryan Seacrest is hosting the whole thing. Ryan Seacrest is hosting the whole thing like he does. Uh, Hillary Swank working the ball drop. She's the vice president of the worst-named company in the world. The, the Times, Times Square Alliance. Alliance. <laughs> yeah. Um, then I put just some girl falls in trash. We find out that's yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer. Yep. She's um, having a bad morning. <clears throat> bad morning. Zac Efron. Is, he's a cool. He's a cool player. He's he's stopping pl- girls in the street. Hey, how are you? He, he rides up. He's like a bike messenger. Yeah. Um. He's friends with his deadbeat friend Ashton Kutcher. Yeah. And Zac Efron's also like five five. Yeah. He, no, I think he's five seven. He's a little man. Yeah, he is. So am I. Yeah. Um. Ashton, like you said, he's a dead. His friend is deadbeat Ashton Kutcher, who's stuck at home. Sarah Paulson. Is competing against Jessica Biel and Seth Meyers, 
for the to b- give birth to the first baby of the new year in this specific hospital. For and if you do, you get 25k, which is an insane promotion. Yes. I don't think hospitals don't do that. I was the first baby born on mother or I was the second baby born on Mother's Day in Billings in 1996. Uh. And um they gave away a not 25k, but like a small prize for the like, first one, like a like teddy bear. No, it was like like a car seat and like a stroller, like stuff like that. Interesting. So, but not $25,000 cash. No, that <clears throat> just incentivizes couples to, like, induce their labor further and Correct. potentially harm the child. Correct. Yeah. But the doctor had good ethics. What? Yeah. <laughs> Which we thought was Christian Davis. Which is not. I don't even remember her name anymore. No, yeah. she, we was not named in the cast. I was, like, the, the <clears throat> 13th baby born on Friday the 13th. Oh, hell yeah. Spooky. In August 1995. Yes. Um, so there's that storyline, the competing for the first baby. Josh Jamal is the last of his friend group to get married. <clears throat> oh, I didn't know that was part of it. Yeah, don't you remember his friend being like, dude, now you're the only one that gets to party and bang chicks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought he was going to fall in love with the bride. Bang all the chicks for me, man. Yeah, you did think he was going to fall in love with that bride. Yeah. Um, would have been better. Yeah, it would have. Catherine Heigl is a head chef hosting an A-list party for New Year's Eve. She's sort of a head chef, in name only, it seems. <laughs> and uh, Sofia Vergara is her sous chef. Yeah. Who, which we didn't find out until halfway through the no, film. No, neither of them work <clears throat> or do their job. And she's just very excited to see the performer named Jensen. It's Jensen. Jensen. Jensen is here. <laughs> um, so, those are our, like, kind of storylines. And Leah Michelle. You don't get to see her yet. That's just at the oh, very did beginning. Did you talk about Ashton Kutcher? <clears throat> yes. Okay. But you don't get to see her yet. Okay. You don't get to see Abigail Breslin yet. Or Jake T. Austin. Or Halle Berry. Or Halle Berry. Okay. Or De Niro. A lot more to come. <clears throat> there's, there's still so much more. So, Catherine Heigl and Bon Jovi, Jensen, they know each other. Yeah. And we know... Vergara is like, what? You know him? I love him. I love him. That was really good. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, Heigl slaps the shit out of Jensen. Yeah, hard. Like assault. That's like assault. Yeah. You can't just do that to people. Um, Catherine Heigl. Yeah. And that's my only note for the scene. Because each scene, when it's the overlapping, intertwining scenes, on average is like a minute. Yeah, like a max of two minutes, it seems. So you just, <clears throat> it's just like a machine gun firing scenes <laughs> at you as we watch the movie. So yeah, so you get introduced to everyone. Like my my note says, Heigl and Jovi know each other. She slaps him. My next note, Zach Efron and Trash Lady know each other. Yeah, he they're <clears throat> he works like in the in the building, I guess, as as like a mail courier of sorts. So, yeah, of some sorts, and he's been delivering her mail for forever. She works at some Grammy record producing company. Yeah, she's like the assistant to John Lithgow. Oh, no. I didn't even name John Lithgow in my actors. Yeah, he was there for a John bit. Lithgow. Yeah, um, and that's that's it. That's well, all you know there. Yeah, but then we get that she gets tickets for some reason. She gets tickets to this, like the super exclusive cool club with the A one gala. Yeah, which Zach Efron describes as like Facebook but with masks, which is like sounds like a horrible party <laughs> to me, honestly. Um, metaverse. Meta- Zach metaverse with masks. The meta mask. Try saying it's ma- like masks. 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 It's just it's like this was the prelude to the mask singer basically. Yeah, sort just of. plug in Jensen, plug in Leah Michelle. Yeah. 
Um, so now you get to see Jake T. Austin and Nat Wolf. They're like the pretty boy teenagers. Yeah, they're and they're gonna hook up. Him and no, not those two. Oh. Him and Abigail Breslin are together, and they meet at like kind a, of. Well, at, he like asks her out. Mm, asks her to New out Year's, to New Year's Eve. Yeah, like, and she's had a crush on him forever. Yeah. And, oh, you're gonna kiss? Yeah. Um. Yeah, they're at like a mall or something. They may get to kiss at midnight if she can get past her mom, like get her approval from her mom. And her mom is Sarah Jessica Parker, who the, says... The wife of killer Matthew Broderick. Yes. I wrote, I wrote in my notes. The <laughs> is that of, what you wrote? The, li- the life of, wife of killer Matthew Broderick. <laughs> um, well, yeah. The, she's the mom of Abigail Breslin. She says that Abigail actually loves to hang out with her on New Year's Eve. Yeah. So she will she, doth protest. Yes. She's also a Rockettes costume designer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's it. Yeah. You don't get anything else with her career? Nope. Or the Rockettes, really. There's just one scene of her doing the costumes for the Rockettes. And then she takes off. Now, you get Josh Dumal. Yeah. And he's having problems with his GPS. <laughs> Taking him to New York and New Bristol and all these other places. Instead New Brunswick. Of, and... Instead of New York. And so he just crashes his car into a tree. And... <laughs> yeah. like His own fault. <laughs> I mean, that's just her horrible driving. It was, it was supposed to be your slapstick comedy where he's... Trying to drive yeah. and he's juggling the little it's GPS not, yeah. as he knocks it out. And, and then he, he could have killed somebody. He could have. And yeah, he crashes his car. It doesn't actually look that bad. And then the airbag, one airbag goes off like 10 seconds later. And then another one goes off like five seconds after that. The yeah. GPS says airbags deployed. Which is not a GPS. GPS. That's not connected to the car's GPS do not features. tell you that airbags have deployed at all. No. This is OnStar or something. It wasn't on Star. No, because it was just a little rinky-dink device. Yeah. It was about as good as the Drake and Josh GPS. Yeah. That was $6. It was the, same, it was the exact <laughs> same gag as Drake and Josh Christmas. Yeah. You know, from this, like, attempt at a PG-13, like, good comedy drama movie. Um, Excuse me? Holiday-themed Holiday American rom-com romantic comedy drama film? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, we have the same jokes in a Nickelodeon film for... Eight-year-olds and Marina, <laughs> Marina, and a fifty-six million-dollar Warner Brothers production. Yeah, same same level we're working with. Who pulled it off better, Josh Dumal or Drake? Drake and Josh, because yeah. theirs was funnier. Yeah, it was way yeah. funnier. <laughs> okay, so he's stranded wherever he is. I don't ever know where he actually was. He came from. Yeah, he was just trying to get out, to New York City. Out of the city. Yeah. Um. My next note is. Hillary Swank, our our ball drop lady, yeah, is dating Ludacris, who is a cop. Yeah, which is should be unlike Luda as a rapper. You know, they're always just constantly <clears throat> at war with the police. You know, so to, to portray a police officer in a film, I feel like is a little bit of a Luda stab in the back of your culture. True. Yeah, and he also is. So I put that Luda is a police officer, which is not like him, but he is the worst worst actor, which is like him. <laughs> <laughs> because Luda is not the It was actor. really bad. Like he, monotone the whole time, man. He, like if have you seen him in the Fast and Furious? Yeah, not the best. But is way better than this. Yeah, he's like, he has energy at least. Yeah. yeah. Maybe it's cuz he plays kind of a comedic role in Fast and Furious. He should have played one here. It's bad. Yeah. Just a cop. Yeah, so apparently him and Hillary Swank are dating. That's all you get to know. Yeah. And then you find the slap from Katherine Heigl is because Jensen abandoned her a year ago on new year's eve on new year's eve after 
he proposed to her yeah and then got cold feet and ran away sprinted as she made sure to let him know so what does she do she fucking slaps him again i think even harder yeah the second slap double assault (laughs) and uh be like damn bitch (laughs) and the whole time sofia vergar is watching too yeah so this this conversation also probably like it was only a minute on screen but probably went on for like 30 minutes Mm -hmm. this is a big hit music star rehearsing and a chef and her sous chef abandoning their kitchen the night before the night of the night yeah the night of this A-list catering party. Yeah, which he used to perform at as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, get to work, guys. <laughs> Fucking go slice that pineapple, Catherine Heigl. <laughs> so, um, I finally figured out the trash girl was Michelle Pfeiffer. Mm-hmm. And this is where you find out John Lithgow is her boss. He's very rude. Mm-hmm. She wants um, her Christmas bonus check because she took a two-week vacation to Bali. Yeah, and he says, you can't do that. And I, don't, I don't have any money either. I'll give you one week. Here's yeah. your check. Yeah. It, it, uh, she was like, I thought this was supposed to cover me going on a trip. He said, it'll, it'll cover a trip to Staten Island. Like, yeah. you work at a Grammy record company in in downtown Manhattan. Yeah. And your boss is writing you a check to go to Staten what, Island. What is that, like a $30 bus check? Probably. Yeah. It's a subway card. That's brutal. That is really brutal. So she quits? <clears throat> she does. Also, John Lithgow is very obsessed with Angry Birds. Yeah. <laughs> a little product placement and a timestamp. 2011, Angry Birds. What a, what a dumb <laughs> dumb part of the movie. That is filled to the brim with stupidity. <laughs> um, this, was not, this did not go unnoticed. Yeah, so she quits. Um, next, you get to see Robert De Niro. Nope, you, I got one before, oh, before ooh, that. Ooh! Ow! That's pretty loud. Catherine Heigl is destroying the kitchen because she's like, he left me, remember? And he's, he's she's throwing like eggs against the wall. Oh, and, she is throwing eggs against the wall. They were the, they were the, the expensive eggs. Yeah. And, and fruit and everything. Just destroying her kitchen and endangering her staff because of her emotional problems. Not fit for a head chef. I, well, I mean, kind of par for the course for a head <laughs> chef, actually. Um, so, yes. Now we get Robert De Niro. Yep. And he is in the hospital. He's dying, dying of cancer. It's reminiscent of Magnolia, the ensemble film made by Paul, Paul Thomas, Thomas Anderson. Anderson. Yes. Where Tom Cruise cries at the bedside. Yeah. That's a great film. That is a great film. You love just Paul Thomas Anderson yeah. in general. One of my favorite directors. <clears throat> Have you seen Licorice Pizza yet? Not yet. Are you planning to? Yes, sir. Okay. I want to see it too. Is it on any streaming networks? It's only at the Roxy right now in Missoula. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I know. <laughs> what was that yeah i know yeah i know <laughs> now i got water all over my face i actually quite enjoyed phantom thread when it came out too i never saw it oh you should it's it's quite good quite I mean, good daniel day lewis yeah <clears throat> and, it, and, and yeah. i heard the costume design and the music was amazing in it yeah i mean it's phantom thread of course the costume design's gonna be good that's it's, what it's about yeah but and then i did not like the Inherent, Inherent Vice. Vice. Yeah, that was not for me. The Master. The Master was great. Was amazing. A little slow. Very, yeah, very slow. I there think, will be blood. There will be blood. Punch Drunk a... Love. We're going to go through Paul Thomas Anderson's <laughs> filmography now. Boogie Nights. Boogie Nights, my all-time favorite movie. Dazed and Confused. That's Richard Linklater. That's right. My favorite mind. director. He is your favorite? Yeah, I've decided. And Paul Richard Thomas Link. is like right behind? Yeah, top five-ish. Is Richard Linklater also Boyhood? 
Mm-hmm. Okay. And School of Rock. School of Rock. And the Boyhood. Or the, Everybody wants some. Yeah, the Before trilogy. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that was a little slide take. This is, this is a little bit on directors. Yeah. Um, so. Hashtag director talk. De Niro's dying of cancer. He just wants to go to the roof to watch the ball drop before he dies. That's like his ritual. I don't know if it's the on the roof of this hospital, but no. watching the ball drop is his thing. Halle Berry is his nurse. That's her new role after being recast from head chef to nurse. Yeah, and we don't well, unfortunately don't get to see her breasts in this one, like in a in movie forty three. Yeah, her her giant triple fake, enlarged yeah. fake breasts. Um. So next, Ashton Kutcher. Is very bah humbug about New Year's Eve. Yeah, well, for some reason he's a New Year's Grinch. He's just tearing down decorations and whatnot. He bumps into his neighbor in their loft, Leah Michelle. 5B. 5B, yes. And they're taking the elevator down. He's ready to throw out everything in the trash. And it gets stuck. Oh, no. And they sort of are at odds with each other from the get-go. And now they have to be stuck in this elevator with each other for an indeterminate amount of time. (laughs) Yeah, I would say knowing... Knowing the time frame later, they get stuck probably about, like, 2 p.m. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's about, yeah, because they, they get stuck for a while. Um, yeah, it's probably, like, 2 p.m. is when they get stuck together. Now, Seth Myers and Jessica Biel want to schedule a C-section at midnight to win the money. Doc won't take the bribe. No, she said everyone's trying to get the money. <clears throat> Everybody's been trying to do it. She's not going to allow them. Even if they split it 70-30, she gives them a disappointing frown. Um... And that was it for that scene. That's it for that scene. You know who else is disappointed? Sarah Jessica Parker. Or Abigail Breslin. Yeah. She's disappointed because Sarah Jessica... Won't let... Even though Seth, one of the few characters' names we know, goes up to Sarah Jessica Parker and is like, Hey, you know, your daughter's not a kid anymore. We can go out together, whatever. Also, Fanny's mom is going to be there or something. What was that girl's name? Uh, Piper's mom. Piper's mom. Yeah, Piper's mom. Piper, I hardly know her. Ooh. 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 Um, Oh, yeah, Piper's mom is going to be watching them from the bushes the whole time. um, But, yeah, so she's just upset. That's that whole scene. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and the mom says she she doesn't think it's safe, which we can talk about. Like, I think that's a fair... A fair worry to have your child going out into New Year's Eve on her own as a teen in girl. In Times Square with yeah. over a million people huddled in an area. Yeah, that could be a good protest. But also it is a super safe place because of all the police presence. There, it's the whole perimeter is surrounded by police. Yeah. So. And Ryan Seacrest is there and nothing <clears throat> bad happens with him. Nothing bad has ever happened with Ryan Seacrest. Yeah. Um. So, Hillary Swank now. Yep. <clears throat> she runs the ball drop. But she's a scared of heights. She's afraid of heights. That's that's great, it. Great job to have. She, I wrote she's a, her fear of heights is alleviated by being carried upstairs, question mark. Yeah, by this one police officer that puts her over his head to carry her up. Like, yeah, and that happens multiple times in, in the movie. Where this, <laughs> it really does. That is a, a recurring thing. But that's that whole scene. Once again, just like, what the hell? Yeah, it was quick in and out, 30 seconds. <laughs> so Josh Dumal has totaled his car. And the tower guy... Yeah. This is crazy rude. Yeah. He can't get to New York City, and everywhere else nearby all the tow shops are closed because it's New Year's Eve. He won't make it to the city in time for his big speech. Big big business speech on New Year's. Was it even business related? Yeah, it was it was his company speech. Was it was he running the company now? He's a vice president, yeah. Because oh, okay. his his dad was <clears throat> the president and then died, and then the mom was also running the CEO, I think. Oh, okay. I could totally be wrong. 
He didn't have VP vibes. No, not really. The vibes were off. And his speech wasn't really about the company either. No, not at all. Yeah. Um. So, now, after Michelle Pfeiffer had stormed out and quit her job, she encounters Zac Efron. And she has hired him. For the day. For the whole day. To compete. Complete. complete not compete. Her New Year's resolutions. Yeah, which... Would say, like, go to Bali on it. There were some heavy hints. Save a life. Be amazed. Yeah, be amazed. Um, Which is a kind of a dumb New Year's resolution. Travel the world. Yeah. Walk through all five boroughs boroughs of New York City in a day. Yeah, some dumb ones. Eat breakfast at Tiffany's. And he's like, how am I supposed to do all this? And she's just like, be creative. So that's what they do. They're going to go out and just try their best. Mm -hmm. Um. And if he does complete these all, he gets those three VIP A1 gala tickets for tonight. Yeah, with the party he was super psyched for. So he's in. He's a fucking party boy. Yeah. You're going to bring Ashton Kutcher. Maybe. If he can get out of the elevator. And if he wants to go, because he also doesn't want to go. Yeah, not at all. (laughs) So, Jensen, John Bon Jovi, wants Sofia Vergara's help to convince Catherine Heigl that he isn't a villain anymore. And, and Sofia Vergara has the worst gasp of all time. I forgot about the gasp. <gasps> that sounds better than what it is. It was. Oh, it was way honest. better. Yeah. Yeah. She's she's basically just really in love with Jensen. Jensen. <laughs> and this is where we found out she was the sous chef. Yeah. We're like, Not oh, doing her okay. Job. So back in the elevator, Leah Michelle says that she has something to be excited about on New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. No matter where, whether Ashton Kutcher... Is going to love it or not. Yeah. So she sings a, a festive song. Is that at this point? No, that's later. Oh. <laughs> this is when she rips off her this coat. This movie is so all over the place. <laughs> she rips off her coat and she's in a tight red dress. Oh, yeah. And Ashton Kutcher's like looking at her. Yeah. And he has to lift her up to see if they can climb through the top. To, but it's locked. There is a lock. Yeah. Th- there is a lock. There is a lock. <laughs> that's her quote. And uh, he finds out that she has like this past and he's like, oh, you're a groupie. Oh, yeah. She takes offense to that. She ain't no groupie. But you don't get to find out because we got to go yeah. back to our other storyline. Go back to the middle schoolers now? Yeah. Jake T. Austin. Yeah. This is where, like oh, this you said, is where, yeah. he's con- trying to convince Sarah Jessica Parker. Yeah. No luck. Nope. Even even with them going with half the history class. And Miss Piper. And Piper's mom. Piper's mom. Half the history class is going. Yeah, that's, that's quite a bit. <laughs> um, I also put that he had a bad Northeastern accent here. The kid did, yeah. That never reoccurred again. No. Just in this one scene. He was wearing a beanie. Does that mean he had to do a Northeastern accent? <laughs> that's a very Northeastern thing to do. It's to just be. a beanie? A beanie in New York City, yeah. He probably wore Tim's. He probably, he probably bought Lucy cigarettes on the street. And I think street he did have a Harlem. flannel over a hoodie. Yeah. And a New York cap underneath. Mm-hmm. His name was Jay-Z. <laughs> did, you, did you ever see that um, that SNL skit with Casey Affleck where he's in a Dunkin' Donuts? Oh, yeah. And everybody's like, oh, I love Dunkin'. You know, Dunkin' yeah, gets I fucking making... love Dunkin'. <laughs> I mean, the fucking boys come here all fucking day. <laughs> I smoke in here if I want. Yeah. That was a great sketch. Yeah, was One a of my one. all-time favorites, actually. Um, so now, Zac Efron takes Michelle Pfeiffer to the ghetto yeah (laughs) to like an abandoned warehouse yeah it's just like this dilapidated building and she's like where are you taking me he's like i'm taking you to bali 
so they take the elevator up to the top floor. Yeah, and as they get out of this dilapidated building, it's this like crazy nice spa that is that is all decorated. It's not Bali. It's just a nice spa. Like with it a has like a tropical, yeah, a tropical jungle theme. Yeah. My biggest problem with this is this is a beat down, worn out, super old building. Yeah. And they have the whole floor filled with water. <laughs> yeah. And steam and like the, the boards would be creaking and stuff. This building should collapse or, from this top floor or, spa. Or be robbed, yeah. You know, wouldn't it be robbed? Why would it be robbed? Because it's in the hood. I mean, yeah, but I don't know if many people are knowing it. I think it's going to collapse first. You know how much water there is in there? A lot of water. The whole floor. Yeah. Well. And I don't know why. I still don't know why the spa equals Bali. Like, and she's just like, oh, I've been to Bali now. I can cross it off my <laughs> list. And I made the point earlier. That's like saying if one of your New Year's resolutions was to go to Mexico and you cross it off because you went to Taco Bell. Yeah. Like, oh, I've been to Mexico now. Yum. Yeah. Chalupa. <laughs> um, so, back at the hospital. In the maternity ward. Yeah. Seth Myers and the other future dad. I don't know who he was. No. Maybe that's Hector. Maybe. They're arguing. And Jessica Beale is eating anchovies to induce sardines. labor. No, I thought it was anchovies. It was sardines. Oh. She's eating sardines to induce yeah. labor. Which is not a thing, I don't think. Could be. Neither are ready to give birth yet, though. That's what the doctor says. So they're all supposed to go home. Yeah. Quit buying... Quit risking your baby's health for $25,000. Correct. Jessica Beale's even ready to fight Sarah Paulson. <laughs> yeah. And you brought this up as they're at the hospital right now, yet they haven't had a single contraction. No. And I don't think we see one the whole movie until their water break. Yeah. Which they should be coming at like in regular intervals, but they're just like totally like nonchalant, not in pain. Yeah, you should. Nine months pregnant. They're you shouldn't. Even, you shouldn't be ready to give labor. They're not even complaining at all. This is totally unrealistic. Doing headstands with contraction, like yeah. Um, so next, Abigail Breslin basically just told her mom she needs to find a man and get laid to loosen up. Yeah, pretty much. They have this little spat. She goes into a room, slams her door. She doesn't want to spend New Year's Eve with her mom. She's gonna pout in her room. Yeah, that's it. Uh, Twenty seconds. No. <laughs> I scrolled to the top. And um, then we get Josh Dumal. The was that Jim Belushi, the yeah the pastor. Yeah, he he suggests a pastor who's going into town to watch <clears> the Radio City <throat> correct Rockettes. So he says you can catch a ride with him because every other the rental cars everything else is closed. So if you're gonna get your big speech, here's your chance. So he's he's super happy. He's like, oh, I'll totally go with he you. He says hell yeah to the priest. He does say hell yeah to the priest, and he even offers to pay for all the gas. Yeah, which is gonna be a fortune because it turns out they're driving the. The biggest RV into town. Yeah, we don't know how far they're going. Like, where was he originally? Like, if they're traveling, woods. if they're traveling from like Nashville, it's gonna be a lot of money. Yeah. If they're traveling from Newark, yeah, it's not gonna be that much. It still might be some money. Oh, it, I mean, yeah, it'll be. And where are you gonna park an RV in downtown Manhattan? Where are you? How are you even going to fit an RV in the streets of downtown Manhattan on, on New Year's Eve? Yeah. That's Anyways, <clears throat> he's down for it though. Um, next, Abigail Breslin has snuck out of her room. Wait, is... there, you missed a Halle Berry as a hospice nurse scene. There's just so many that they sneak in there without you even knowing. Because it's unimportant. Yeah. But she, she's comforting. She's De comforting Niro, De Niro. That's it. He's dying. That's what's <clears throat> revealed. I, I assumed he already was dying from oh. his first <laughs> that's interaction. What I, that's what I thought. 
Um, but yes, then Abigail Breslin sneaks <clears throat> out. She's on the town. Out in the subway. And Sarah Jessica Parker's on the chase. Yeah, and catches up to her immediately. Yeah, we don't know how long Abigail Breslin was gone. It seemed, I think the movie was implying like 20 or 30 minutes or something, but she caught up to her in seconds. Yeah, literally right behind her. When it's New York City and she could be anywhere. Yeah, and knew exactly where she was anywhere. Yeah. Um, Next, Michelle Pfeiffer has just saved a life. Yeah, she adopted a little dog. Mr. Snugglepuss. Yeah, not Kong. Oh yeah, that's he's that's like you should name him. You should name him something manly like Kong, and she's like, I know. I'll make him Mr. Snugglepuss. Mr. Snugglepussy. Um, her list is coming along great. They even traveled around the world, which was just like, like biking around a statue of the Earth, right? Yeah, it was like it was like the, like a globe, dirty yeah. rock statue. Yeah, thing, they yeah. just rode around it. So they traveled the world there, and now you're at Times Square. Yep. They're ready to raise, raise the, ball. the ball, and it gets stuck. No, she botches it. Her first year on the job does Hillary Swank. Seacrest, Swank, losing their shit. Yep. They must call in Kaminsky. The one, the only Kaminsky, which yep. we have no clue who them. Maybe that's Hector Elizondo. It could be, yeah. I don't know who you are, Hector. I'm going to look it up. Okay. I'll keep going. Then we go back to Josh <laughs> Dumal, who hasn't even started his speech yet as they're driving down in the pastor's RV. Um, the mom is super interested, though. You know, she's like, oh, you know, what inspires you? And he says, pizza inspires him, which is <laughs> yeah, dumb, which is stupid. Yeah. Um, and then he starts talking about this girl he met last year at New Year's who they kissed and they said, gave him a note and said, if you're still into this, meet me back here New Year's next year at midnight, which is... If you like, the, which if you like the guy, call him like next week. Don't wait an entire year to do this whole stupid charade again. You know, honestly, like, like exactly like what you just said. Yeah, if you like them, don't wait a year. What, just... what is what is the point of that? That yeah, just for the theatrics of an of a once a once in a year relationship. Custody battle. Custody battle. Oh, with Halle Berry. Yeah. No. Oh, for our idea. Yes. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, still looking for Hector Elizondo. Who could you be, my, my man? I don't know. I'll keep I'll keep chugging along there. Go for it. Another scene, we get Zac Efron after they walked across the fake boroughs of New York City, which she shouldn't have been on because it seemed like a giant diorama of breakable things. It was literally in a museum. Yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> so she walks across it. He is on the phone talking to his guy. He said that... He likes Michelle Pfeiffer, but she's a little pathetic, even if it's kind of cute. She overhears that and is more than incensed, saying, you know, I am pathetic. You know, I'll just go home. You can leave all this. Here are your tickets. Okay. I'm sad. I'm going to leave myself. Hector Elizondo played Kaminsky. Okay, that makes sense. Hell yeah. Yeah. What a character. Yeah, he was one of the better ones. Even though we haven't met him yet. But, yeah. So, she decides to turn off the deal. The deal's over. Yep. No A1 gala tickets for you. No, she gives him the tickets. And she says, here, just take them. I'm done. Oh, she did? Yeah. I thought she was just saying it's done. No, no. She she was being even more sad. Wow, this movie is really good now. (laughs) That made all the difference. (laughs) The Road Less Traveled by. Kind of a garbage poem, honestly. The Road Less Traveled? Yeah. 
Why did my screen go white? You um, say that every week. I know. Why is my why did my screen just go all white? Well, it does. It just does that shit. So next we get more flirting from Ludacris and um, Hillary Swank. Hillary Swank, and that's when we get the Kaminsky call in because none of the mechanics are able to fix it on their own. They need the master mechanic. The eagle has landed. Yeah, Kaminsky's here. Yeah, uh, and he finds that there is a short in the lights. But he must check all 3,500 lights in there for yeah, the right. one that is out. Just like a strand of Christmas lights. Yeah. They That's going to take forever. They can't just send a current through to see which one blew the fuse? No. Well, Kaminsky said that's why I got fired in the first place for trying to update the system. Dumb. Yeah. Very this dumb. Is time, the Times Square Alliance needs to step their shit up. Yes. Seth Meyers then comes home to Jessica Beale doing yoga. Which is... Her equals her standing on her head. Which is <laughs> Literally not just yoga. a headstand. That's not yoga. And while she does it, though, her water breaks. It worked. Yeah. No, is it? Yeah. Her water broke. I don't think so. Yeah, because then they try and hail a cab. But oh, they can't right. get one. Yeah. So they have to take a pedicab. Because Seth Meyers is, like, freaking out the whole time. Yeah. They have to take a pedicab to the hospital. That's right. Um, And then Robert De Niro tells Halle Berry that he was an ass all his life. Yeah. But couldn't get one thing. The girl. And that's it. That's all you know. Yeah. Short scene again. Yeah, I didn't even have that one in here. That's not short. <laughs> and in the elevator. Yep, Leah Michelle goes on like a hate-filled rant filled with stereotypes about what Ashton Kutcher could be. Yeah. To make him such a curmudgeon on Christmas or on a New Year's Eve. And she kind of nails it. Yeah, pretty much to the beat. Um, he got his heart broken in college by a girl who left him at New Year's Eve. Yeah. But, yeah. Why? And you... Yeah, just, there's so many relationships ending on New Year's, <laughs> on New Year's Eve. Eve. Every single one. Yeah. Um, also, Leah Michelle is a backup singer. Not a groupie. Not a groupie. Not Jensen's groupie. Yeah, she's a backup singer. To Jensen. To Jensen. And now Hillary Swank has to give a speech to talk about the ball because everybody's watching. Like, it's it's broken. Yep. They don't think it's going to happen. So she's like, all right, we need an update on it. So give every give the city an update on how the ball is doing, like, mechanically speaking. <laughs> So she goes on this super emotional monologue about how everyone needs to have hope and kindness and how the ball is stuck merely to reflect on last year and to look forward to the future. I'm going to pull it up right now because, yeah, I put like uh, I put yeah. like it's all about waiting and forgiveness and loving and giving more. And that's why it's suspended. And while she does it, everyone watches and reflects on her own words that are tying their stories together. Yeah, here it is. And as you all can see. The ball has stopped halfway to its perch, and it's suspended there to remind us before we pop the champagne and celebrate the new year to stop and reflect on the year that has gone by, to remember both our triumphs and our missteps, our promises made and broken, the times we opened ourselves up to the great adventures, (laughs) or closed ourselves down for fear of getting hurt, because that's what New Year's is all about, getting another chance. A chance to forgive, to do better, to do more, to give more, to love more, and to stop worrying about what if, and to start embracing what will be. (laughs) So when the ball drops at midnight, and it will drop, let's remember to be nice to each other, kind to each other. Same thing. And not just tonight, but all year long. Which is a lie that... 
the ball is stopped because it's broken. Yeah, she just <laughs> lied to millions of people on television, and everyone takes it so well. Hundreds of millions, probably. Yeah, she says upwards of a billion will be watching the ball drop. Um, so yeah, she gives that bullshit speech, and it's a lie. Now, Dumal. Oh wait, you already said this. He met the girl last year. Okay. Um, why wait a year? So now, you find out that Zac Efron is Sarah Jessica Parker's brother. And Abigail Breslin's uncle? Yeah, I thought it was a booty call at first. I did too. Yeah. We were like, we were watching this and we're like, what the fuck is their relationship? Why are they talking to each other right now? No, he says he's the cool uncle. And how, how many years apart are they? To be Sarah Jessica and Parker and Zac Efron? Yeah, you, like in real life? Yeah, you look up Sarah Jessica Parker. Okay, age. Oh, I typed an emoji football. <laughs> Sarah Jessica. The first thing that typed in when I typed in Zac Efron was Vanessa Hudgens. He's 34 right now. She is 55. So they are 21 years apart. They're supposed to be a believable brother-sister. That's what I was wondering, too, is he looks young. Yeah. And she looks older. Yeah. They, yeah. <laughs> a weird... But that's right now, so take it back. That's just, like, when a writer thinks he's being clever to, like, oh, I'm going to connect all these stories together. Yeah. But it's really just like, what the hell? So take it back They're 10... Just randomly brother and sister. Take it back 10 years as well. So Sarah yeah. Jessica Parker's 45 and he's 24. Even worse, yeah. <laughs> weirder that's really weird um so you find out that there's that that's like you said i thought it was a booty call but it's just them talking and he tells sarah jessica parker about abigail breslin's whereabouts but it's like try not to disrupt her he's trying to be the cool uncle yeah don't tell her it was me either and And then he he also yeah he convinces michelle pfeiffer to to come back out on one condition what's the condition she gets to drive his right. I moped that motorcycle. motorcycle without any training in the in the busiest traffic of in the entire world probably at this point in time probably yeah in new york city manhattan on new year's eve <clears throat> she's crashing also she wouldn't even straddle the seat earlier in the film <laughs> yeah that, that is weird and wouldn't hold on for any sort of safety <clears throat> and now she's like you know what? i'm just gonna just scooter through this town um, next we get we get bon jensen um, playing have a little faith in me while right no we, uh, luda just told swank don't have this one to go after her man that is right which <laughs> and we were both like what we looked at each other like wait a minute They're, go after your man yeah so this is a platonic relationship this whole time and I, I guess luda hasn't been showing any emotion but i thought that they were they <laughs> i was, uh, i thought they kissed earlier on <laughs> so i thought they might have too <laughs> Um, so they're not dating and now both pregnant girls have shown up to the hospital at the same time in labor. The race is on and now you get the Jensen concert. Yeah. And Sofia Vergara, she's like, do you want to come watch it? And she's like, no, I'm going to cook because that's our job here. So Sofia Vergara leaves to cook. What what is, what exactly is, um, Captain Heigl's cooking consist of though? Only cutting pineapple <laughs> that's that's all she's seen doing. you've worked in a restaurant yeah that first off that's that's prep work <laughs> the prep cooks do that not the head chef you know they don't you know what i mean yeah yeah you get on the saute station for once in your for once in the day she cuts pineapple and later in a scene she returns to cut more pineapple yeah, yeah. she cuts another pineapple no. and like you are a catering business catering an a-list party in manhattan in manhattan on new year's eve you are probably you have to you shouldn't have been sleeping for days with the amount of work you've had to have done already up to this point your meal shouldn't have just 
pineapple in it probably exactly yeah that it's, all is gonna be just like foie gras or the quant con, or the or the quantity that she was cutting them in yeah <laughs> they were just like when you cut pineapple when, steaks yeah when you cut like a watermelon <laughs> yeah and you have the rind and you eat through it that's what the fucking pineapple was what? it wasn't like little diced cubes with toothpicks yeah, exactly. in it. it was just a chunks of pineapple <laughs> Anyways, I had a problem with that. I had a big problem with that. Like, yeah, like you said, get on the saute. Start souffleing something or, yeah. or sous vide something. Or organizing your employees in some fashion. <laughs> yeah, your sous chef is off doing God knows what. Going to skip her job so she can watch her performance of Have a Little Faith in Me. <laughs> so now we get Have a Little Faith in Me. And Catherine Heigl decides to come and watch him sing. They share a glance. There's nobody in the kitchen. No. But... The, th- the food is burning. John Bon Jovi, Jensen's, have a little faith in me. And he's singing right to her. Yep. And meanwhile. Simultaneously. In the elevator. Leah Michelle is showing that she too can sing because Ashton Kutcher asked her to sing for him. Mm-hmm. And so <clears throat> because she's Jensen's backup singer, she's singing have a little faith in me in the same exact time. Mm-hmm. And they're like playing off of each other and riffing off of each other. Have a little faith yeah. in me. And Ashton Kutcher just watching and falling in love, as you can see, as she doesn't want to look at him while she sings. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> it would be super weird. Um, my next one is that Robert De Niro knows Halle Berry. Yeah, he says, like, I can't believe, like, I left you, you know, thank you for being here, whatever. And so I thought that they do know each other or that they're, de- or he's demented. And, and then... he's like, we used to share the New Year's Eve ball drop nights together yeah. and. He has dementia. He she was like, I'm I'm your nurse. Nurse Amy. Amy. That's her name. Third, <laughs> third character we know. <laughs> nurse Amy. Yeah. Um, he has like some form of dementia or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the things on Michelle Pfeiffer's list was to fly in New York City. That wasn't on the list. It was be amazed, remember? Oh, that was what was being amazed? Yeah, yeah. It wasn't to fly, which I thought it was, too. <laughs> okay. So what Zac Efron does to amaze her is he takes her to Radio City Musical, the most... Because Sarah Jessica Parker is the music director. Yes. Which means she has access to the flying tra- trapeze iris style of the rock. Yeah, whatever those strings are to make you pull you up. and Yeah. So they put, like, a green screen on mm-hmm. of... New York City. New York City cars and everything and buildings. You, you can't get that anywhere else. So she flies through there and there. Which I have a big problem with is this is Radio City Music Hall. Yeah. The biggest... And the Rockettes are performing <clears throat> there that night. The biggest music hall in the U.S. Yeah. Empty. And it's New Year's Eve. Completely empty. <laughs> no one cares to use it or has any safety protocols with the with The, the, flying... Ho- the flying harness thing? Yeah. God dumb. <clears throat> so, um, then we get Leah Michelle and Ashton Kutcher role playing as New Year's Eve lovers. Yeah, they're like, "Oh, what if we saw each other at a bar?" So they're doing that whole like we're having our own party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Meet eyes across the bar, approach each other. He's counting down until one, and they're gonna kiss. And then right before he goes three, two, one, elevator starts up. Right before they get the chance to, and they were stuck in there. All day. Eight. We had a problem with this, too. <laughs> yeah. Is the guy, when they open the door at the bottom, says eight hours. So from 2 p.m. to 10, to 10 p.m. p.m. Yeah. She missed her first <clears throat> performance with Jensen, I believe. Yes. And, like, they didn't have food or water. Or a or... place to urinate. Yeah. They had a bench. They did have a <laughs> bench, which 
when they opened when they opened down the mechanic was like oh i you, i see I the see bench guys, in there you I, guys must have got it on you guys used the bench well yeah like why where were people helping them for eight hours yeah imagine the if firemen should have they been had there. in a medical emergency yeah yeah or they didn't have their insulin they could have died. They could have. I think Ashton Kutcher's diabetic. Is he? I think so. Huh. I had no clue. Fun fact. Fun fact. If it's true. <laughs> um, now, at the maternity ward. I have one, I have one more oh, quick note. Yeah. Right as soon as they fix the elevator and they leave, oh. Ashton Kutcher gets back on with like 20 other people. Like right after it was broken, like, <laughs> they just load it back up at the maximum Weight load. limit. Yeah. yeah. And Leah Michelle drops a bracelet. She does. A little rubber thing. Like kind of like so, I pointed out the I heart boobies bracelet. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> this is what she dropped. She dropped and her he's I like, heart boobies. I'm gonna need to bring this to her. Yeah. So back at the maternity ward, nobody cares about the money anymore. Nope. They're, they're both they're just labor. doing the birth thing, and that's it. Yep. And then we get that next. Josh Jamal has arrived in New York City, and that's it. Yep. <laughs> and uh, Zach Efron now drops Michelle Pfeiffer off in Times Square, as the there's only one thing left on her list. We don't know what it is, but we do. We know it's going to be that to get kissed at midnight. To get a kiss at midnight on New Year's Eve. Yeah. And like, he's like, he's like, all right, you should be able to do this last one pretty easy. She's like, no, this is the hardest one. Yeah. And he's like, harder than going to Bali or traveling around the world. I think you've got this. So he takes his tickets and parts ways with her. And now this one we get, get the killer himself. Yep. (laughs) Matthew Broderick the, appears, the president of the the Times Square Alliance, because she's a, Hillary Swank. He meets with her, yeah. who is only the vice president. Yeah, and so he's a he's a giant prick, and he's like, if if you don't get this, <clears throat> and this is your ass, you know, this is the most important thing. Don't embarrass yourself in front of me and the world. His name is also Mister Buellerton. Yeah, which is had to have been a cat fact we missed. But it it is. I didn't put it in there because yeah. I knew I would bring it up anyway. Yeah. So Bueller. Bueller. Ferris Bueller. I hardly know her. Bueller, I hardly know her. Yeah. Not as good as Piper. No. Um, That's that's Matthew Broderick's whole role in this film. Yeah, and thankfully he's being driven in a limousine. So, so he, he doesn't have to kill somebody so else. So he can't cross the center line. Um, now, Leah Michelle had made it to Times Square to sing with Jensen, but Jensen isn't there. And as yeah. she's about to go on stage... Matthew Brod, no, not Matthew, <laughs> not <Broderick>. Matthew Broderick. <laughs> Ashton comes, comes out of the out of the crowd, and he's like, "Wait, I, you forgot your rubber bracelet? I didn't know <laughs> you need your I Heart Boobies bracelet yeah, for I, the stage." <laughs> I didn't know if if it was like good luck or something. He's like, "You forgot this," and he's like, he's, "You also forgot something else." And then just smooches her. Yep, it was a good thing to forget. I mean, a good thing to remember to bring back. I wonder how many attempts at kisses they did on that one. Probably one because they're adults, and Gary Marshall's only into the. When the kids have to do it over and over. <laughs> it was actually a, a pretty good kiss, too. On a scale of 1 to one to 10. John Lasagna's? Yeah. How, it's probably like a 8 John Lasagna's. 8.0 kiss. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty good. That's a good John Lasagna kiss. Yeah. Um, and and uh, then... Gent- oh, go ahead. Over the microphone. Oh, yeah. Uh, background singers on stage, please. Yeah, they say it multiple times. You laughed at that a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's not a... That's not a announcement you didn't make on the pa and they don't make that announcement in real life but jensen is too heartbroken to reform oh man he's sitting on the hood of a car just just listfully and hillary swank comes to comfort him yeah she's like i hired you you're gonna need to get up here <laughs> yeah. that was her comfort that was her comfort and he said yeah good point and they talk about how they each have both have to fix broken things yes 
Hillary Swank, literally. What do you mean? Oh yeah, the ball yeah. and figuratively, which we'll learn with with her. She because she does allude to it several times that at midnight she has something she would like to go do. Yes. Yeah. If she can. Yeah. And he has his things to fix with Catherine well, Heigl. Yeah. And uh, he has to try and convince Catherine Heigl to have a threesome <clears throat> with him and Sophia Vergara. <laughs> and uh, next, Jensen and Leah Michelle jamming on stage together. And yep. while they're doing that, Kaminsky fixes the ball. He does. And they turn it on. And they just send him into the air. He rides up with his with his child, and then he's like, "Oh, turn it around." Hector Elizondo, yeah, comes back down, and uh, everyone's so happy about it. Mayor Bloomberg even wants to talk to Hillary Swank. Yeah. Speaking of short guys, Mayor Mayor Bloomberg is like five two. Oh, really? Yeah, he's he's mini man. I didn't know that. I'll look up the official height, but he's a, he's a short guy. Um, yeah, he wants to talk to Hillary Swank. But she has more pressing issues. So what she does... Five, six. He's 5'6". Five, so what she does is she promotes Kaminsky. Yeah, to to her own job as vice president of... of the Times Square Alliance? Question mark. I don't know. I think I think she just hired him back as head of the mechanics. But you, you have the idea that... It sounds like she put him in charge for the night. Because then she tells Ludacris, who's just a cop... Who doesn't yeah. work there? Like, yeah. you should watch him tonight. Yeah, and he's like, oh, I'll keep an eye on him all night yeah. long. Like, and then another surprise from elevator opens. It's Ludacris's family. <laughs> he has three kids and, and a wife. wife. And we thought that they were involved. Even up to this point, we thought that there was a chance that they were involved. You know? Yeah. This, yeah. Out of nowhere, Ludacris has a <laughs> whole other family on his own. So back to the party. Josh Dumal gives his speech. He does. It's it's a reminiscent of his late father's speech. He mm-hmm. thanks his mother. You know, it's a great speech. Everyone goes nuts for it. Better than Hillary Swank's speech. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone does go nuts for it. And uh, all the women just want him after his speech. Oh, do they? They want him so bad. The bartender does. These two women that he apparently was about to hook up with last year. Yeah. But didn't. But he needs to leave. He wants to find that special one. That's that one person that he's supposed to meet at midnight. Yeah. So he leaves the party. And out of nowhere, because Hillary Swank left her They're running. thing. Both of them are running towards to each, each other. other. And you're like, Holy. and the whole And the whole time, too, we were wondering who Josh Jumal, which of the characters that we were already introduced to, as you said, is Josh Jumal going to meet at midnight? Yeah, so we had Halle Berry. We had Sarah Jessica Parker. We yeah. had Hillary Swank. We had Catherine Heigl. Yeah. Sophia Vergara. Abigail Breslin. <laughs> probably not Abigail Breslin, but yo, Leah Michelle, which was probably yeah. not either. And we're like, okay. Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, that one was she another was a real too. candidate. Yeah. And so we're like, all right, who's it going to be? And finally they're running to each other and like, that's it. Wow. They stop at the, the same, same spot. Light. They look at the clock little thing. Almost midnight. Not and then they keep running and then they run right past each other and we're like oh shit there are two <laughs> more love stories to get to that was actually so then we had to pause and discuss what oh, we thought oh fuck that's what we had to say yeah that I, was pretty cool I did put what the fuck on here yeah that was probably the best filmmaking of the film yes that that caught me by surprise and uh, next Hillary Swank shows up at the hospital and yeah. Robert De Niro is her father and you called that right I called before. that yeah well. Yeah, right before when we paused to discuss yeah. because I did not think the whole time. Yeah. yeah, she's she's here to watch her dad die. I wrote, and they're gonna go to the roof together. That's who he was talking about was his daughter. Oh, 
So they're going to go up to the roof and watch it, even though he's has cancer. And, and it's freezing probably up there. In December on... New York. On, and, yeah, literally December and 31st in New York. His, he takes out his oxygen tube. Pulls off his hat. Yeah. <laughs> Um, next I wrote Sofia Vergara has the bustiest dress of all time. She really does. Um, and Halle Berry actually, now that Swank has showed up, gets off shift as his nurse. Oh. And she gets into this tight pink dress. We're like, oh shit, she's running to Josh Jamal. Because she said she had somewhere to be at midnight too. Yeah. So she gets all sexy. Of course she's going to go meet him. Nope. She's Skyping with her army. Army husband. Husband. Boyfriend? Husband, I think. Common. Common. <laughs> yeah. The s- smallest role. So we're like, fuck. That one's out, too. So we're narrowing it down. We got Pfeiffer. We got Heigl. Vergara. Man, Leah Jessica Michelle. Partner, no, Parker. Yeah. Leah Michelle's out, because she's with Ashton Kutcher. Yeah, you're right. Abigail Breslin is 14. Yeah, So 15. she's out. 15. So she's out. So we're down to four now. Yeah, I wrote here, <clears throat> Common, interestingly... Interestingly, she's like, I can't wait for you to come home. And Common says, I hope I get to come home soon. Yeah. Like, like he's going to die? Yeah. I see on the front lines. That, and that's not the thing you should be comforting your wife with on, <laughs> on New Year's Eve. Common. I hope I get to come home. Yeah. Um, if, if, those, if those damn expletives don't shoot me first. <laughs> um, yeah. So now big busty dress for Sofia Vergara. Mm-hmm. They're done cooking apparently. She's going up to the party with the rest of them, and Catherine Heigl's just going to stay. She just wants to. She's just going to hang out in the kitchen and eat truffle, chocolate truffles, eat or desserts. something. Yeah, and after a hard day of work from her, chocolate dru- truffles. Yeah, and uh, Jensen shows up to the kitchen to talk to her and win her back. He even asks, "Is the kitchen still open?" And she says, like, "Yeah, yeah, for it, yeah, it is." And um, they're all lovey dovey. Why is Jello being served as a dessert for an A-list party? That's a good question for their children, maybe. But children don't even like Jello to the degree that they like cake and ice cream and all that. Yeah, you could have had some great creme brulee, eight-layer cake or something. Baked Alaska. Yeah, something like that. Also, why is she barefoot in the kitchen? That's gross. Yeah, <laughs> there's been so much spilled on the floor that day. You know. Oh my god, just barefoot. She, she herself was throwing eggs at the walls and on the floor. Earlier. Yeah, yeah. Um, her feet probably looked like the bottom of birdemic. The birdemic today. feet. <laughs> and. uh... He talks her to win her back, and it looks like they're going to get back together. Yeah, he cancels his whole tour just so he can be with her. Wow. Romantic. And he also cancels his performance that he's supposed to give right after midnight. <laughs> yeah, in in Times Square. Yeah. And so the ball drops, and several people kiss. You got... Yeah. I don't even know. Right. There's just, like, random people kissing, too. Yeah, gay guys. <clears throat> and Jensen isn't there to sing. So, logically, the backup singer is just going to do it Leah all, Leah Michelle solos... Old Lang Syne. Yeah. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Old Lang Syne. To old acquaintance we forgot. Is that Latin or something? And Old Lang Syne. What does that mean? I have no clue. Is that Old English? It's, uh, it's, uh, Mandarin. I always thought that song was just called Old Acquaintances. <clears throat> old Lang Syne. Meaning, it means, um, it means times long past. Why not just say times long past? And times long past. That's a lot better. <laughs> um, so everyone's kissing. Seth even gets kissed because... Jake T. Austin, yes. He... Jake T. Austin because Abigail Breslin chased him down right in time to see him at midnight. And this other bitch yeah. pulls him aside. She's like, oh, he's not here? Smooches him. Yeah. 
and she sees that she's feet away she's horrified and sarah jessica parker was right behind her yeah they're all so close to each other which i also brought up another thing because abigail breslin this whole time was running to him i thought sarah jessica parker might be running to josh dumal but nope no she was right behind that would have been that would have been a better way to go about that i think yeah because totally that same sort of like fake out they, I guess they used the fake-out technique once, maybe. So I, I would have liked it more. Yeah. And uh, she's right behind Quite to comfort hits. her. There was no kiss for Dumal either. Nobody showed up at El Tantingo. Whatever Mexican place he was supposed to show up with at midnight. Yeah. No kiss for Michelle Pfeiffer either. Wait. But wait. There is. Because Zac Efron rides into the motorcycle and swoops her off her feet and kisses her. And to she's, check off her resolutions. Yeah, and she's like, you're half my age. He's, yeah, she's a little appalled by it, but he wanted to smooch her anyway. Yeah. Wanted to mack that oldie. Yeah. And uh, Beale had her baby. Jessica Beale. Um, okay, yeah. But was it the first? Has Sarah Paulson already had it? They Has she in, not? He's the... The a man we don't know his character name or his actor name. Yeah. Then he says, my baby was born at 12.04. What time was your baby born? And Seth Meyers looks at him knowing that it was earlier than 12.04. Yeah. Probably right at midnight. He says 12.05 to give the other person the $25,000 and to show it it's not all about the money when I just had a child. Yep. Did they ever name the kid? No. That's weird. And during this, you I find out Robert De Niro has died that night. He did die. And uh, Hillary Swank. She's upset. She's upset, but she gets to see the new life in the new year. She gets to go visit the babies. That's what all the nurses do at midnight of New Year's. They go play with the babies. Yeah. The changing from old to young. Yeah. Cycle of life. And uh, and then we get... Abigail Breslin. Yes. She... Sarah Jessica Parker get lets her go to the after party with the yeah at the Hard Rock Cafe. It said too. Oh, was that where it was? Yeah. Oh God, which is insane. And she finds Jake T. Austin. She wants to talk to him about the kiss that she saw. Yeah, and so and then there's their kiss. Yeah, and I thought it was a clever way to do it because he said they're talking in the kitchen by themselves, and she said she just like grabbed me and kissed me like just like this, and then he kissed her like that. And, you know, kind of flipped it on her. Yeah. Yeah, and she's a happy little 15-year-old girl. Yeah, she's forgiven it all. And uh, last but not least, Josh Dumal is leaving his spot at outside this restaurant. He's given up hope. But as he does, he turns around to see a horse-drawn carriage come around the corner. He can't believe it. And out steps... Who is our mystery lady? Uh, Sarah Jessica Parker. Yeah, goddammit. <laughs> that was the last person I wanted. And they kiss each other and ride off together... And that's the end, except now you get your credit scene. Which is just a bunch of, like, blooper-ish stuff. Yeah, it's, like, it's some outtakes, and it's dancing at this masquerade ball. Yeah, where the people we know aren't masqueraded. No, just all the extras. Yeah, and it's Catherine Heigl and Jensen and Amari Stoudemire. Yeah, so Amari Stoudemire's listed in this film, but... He's only a dancer at the party. For five seconds total. Yeah. Yeah. As a 6'11 man. Yeah. We're like, where is he? And then in the dancing scene, like, that's him. Like, you yeah. could not, you yeah. couldn't not spot him. And De Niro's dancing too. Nope. He's <laughs> dead. But it's mostly just Zac Efron and Michelle Pfeiffer awkwardly dancing. Yeah. He's dancing normal. She dances like a, like a person with medical problems. <laughs> and that is New Year's Eve. <laughs> 
how the was timing. it how was it sarah jessica parker if she said she always stays in with abigail breslin how was last year did she get out yeah abigail breslin never mentions like oh well last year mom you were you were out on new year's eve no, with somebody she specifically said like me and uh, me and my daughter always stay in from new year's yeah. eve yeah plot hole yeah dumb yeah okay um we get to jump in i didn't think this was going to be a very quotable film I, got a lot but of I have a lot of quotes i have like 10 of them so yeah. let's get into our qrr our quirrr for the couple of quirrrs for a couple of quarters, so let's do it. See, I told you I'd have it fixed in just eight hours. Phone's broken. Hey, you didn't, uh, you know, that's not why we put the mention. Oh, no, no. It's not like that. Yeah, it's, it's always like that. This was not like that. No, it's always like that. We just met. On... Hey, I'll check out the video. Okay. Quotes. Like I said, I think I have 10, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. I actually deleted several of them because when I went back, I was like, yeah. I've got better ones. Yeah, that's quality control. <laughs> I don't think I did that, but so I can go. <laughs> go ahead and I'll let you start. Okay. I bet we have some of the same. Um, I got one from Sofia Vergara. Okay. Who says to... I think she says it to, to Bon Jovi. She might have said it to Catherine Heigl, but she goes, are you psychotic? When she meant to say, are you psychic? When, oh, yeah, that's like, right. Are you psychotic? I have one from Sophia at the very beginning when she sees Jensen and she's freaking out. Yeah. And she tells Catherine Heigl, she's like, do you think Jensen will sign a banana? I don't have any paper. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> um, let's see here. I got one that was I laughed at. It was a serious line, but it's Catherine Heigl to Jensen when they're like fighting, saying, "Fuck, I have this oh. one too." <laughs> she said, "I didn't even make one dinner in that apartment together." <laughs> to continue that, she goes, yeah. "You left before I could even pa- unpack the first pack of groceries." Oh. <laughs> that, that was just so funny because it was so like <laughs> I didn't get to make you one dinner in that apartment. Yeah, it's so like Young and the Restless, you know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, I have one from the. Very beginning of the film, Zach Efron just goes, oh, yeah, I see you, player, outside that building. And he, like, daps him up or whatever. Daps some random guy up. Oh, yeah, yeah I see you, player. Um, I've got <laughs> one for from Seth Meyers in the hospital. When someone asked him, he's like, are you guys big New Year's people? And he says, no, we're Memorial Day people. <laughs> yeah. Dumb. Yeah. Um, I have one from – so these are from IMDb. So now I've got names. Stan – is Robert De Niro. Oh, sure. And he goes, did I tell you why I picked this hospital? And the doctor goes, because of the quality of the doctors here? And he goes, the roof has a great view of the New Year's balls drop on Times Square. <laughs> I heard you say it was living on borrowed time. Just <laughs> yeah. shit on the doctors. Yeah, I Just just location only. Speaking of shitting <clears throat> on doctors, Ooh. Um, uh, Seth Myers and Jessica Peel's um birthing doctor says you are dangerously close to a rectal exam that is right when, that is no you cannot say that to a patient yeah that is that is threatening sexual assault right yes and breaking the autonomy of a patient yeah like just going against their will for a medical procedure that's not needed <laughs> yeah that is bad i have one um another i my other imdb one so it's sam sam is josh dumal that's sam that's sam well, never would have guessed um harley is uh the tow truck driver and he goes sam goes i got a big speech at the company party tonight okay that's very important and harley goes i got something important too and he goes what and he goes 
Me and my girl are going to crush a 12-pack and watch some porn. <laughs> and he's also cousins with the pastor, too. The tow truck driver was? Yeah. Oh, I didn't I realize they were cousins. cousins yeah. <clears throat> um, I got one when they were... During the... When the water broke and they're going through their contractions in the hospital, Seth Myers is like, <laughs> I can see him. And then... And then... Uh, oh, yeah. Um, Jessica Biel, I hate not knowing the characters' names, but Jessica Biel says, oh, she just crawled right back up in there. <laughs> Yeah, gross. Um, I've got one from Michelle Pfeiffer. She goes, "Okay, then I will take my two weeks and my stapler and my and quit." Yeah, very, yeah, quirky, truncated text. Yeah. <clears throat> I got one from from the cowboy himself, Bon Jensen. He says, "Have a little faith in me." <laughs> have a little faith in me. He says that a lot. Um, I have one from. Either Seth Meyers or Jessica Biel when she's eating her sardines. Yeah. And the other guy comes in. He's like, oh, did you know yams can also induce labor? And they go, yeah, I'm crammed with yams. (laughs) Turns out it wasn't. It was to delay labor. Yeah. Correct. Um, I have another one from Jessica Biel. And it is their their single use of the F word in this movie. Because it's a PG-13 movie, you're allocated one F word drop. And she says, I'm trying to squeeze out an Escalade from a compact fucking parking spot. (laughs) That's pretty good. Yeah. That that actually describes labor pretty well, I think. Yeah. I've got one from Harley, the tow truck driver again. And uh, he's signing, Josh Dumal signing all the slips and whatnot. He's like, I need one more signature. And so he signs it. And he goes, give me my pen back. I never understand people with hair. <laughs> That's a large proportion of people. The majority. People with hair. Yeah. Stupid. Um, I got one from Ashton Kutcher when he runs to, to save, or runs to return the I Heart Boobies bracelet to, to <laughs> Leah Michelle. Um, she's like, how did you get in here? And he said, um, they think I'm Jensen's drummer because I told them that. <laughs> Just because you told them. <laughs> My last quote, actually, here. Uh, okay. Is, uh. Seth Myers is going to be a veterinarian. Sure. So Jessica Beale tells him, you're going to make a great veterinarian. And he says, well, if you were a horse, I'd know what to do. But if you're a horse, we'd never get invited to dinner parties. <laughs> and I'd be married to a horse. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I've got a couple more. Um, I've got <clears throat> Josh Jumal saying he gave a short speech, but he said Socrates gave long speeches and his friends killed him. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. I don't think there were his friends that killed Socrates. He was... I don't even know how Socrates died. Oh, he was poisoned because he was accused of sleeping with boys. J'accuse! Um, let's see how he many He was accused of sleeping here. with boys? And yeah. they just poisoned him? Yeah. They <clears throat> Damn. Him essentially. Oh, I have my very last one. It's... It's... <laughs> it's hard to explain. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. It's, it's when... Uh, right after Josh Jumel's speech... He's sitting down, and the two girls slide up next to him and says, one, like, I'll be your woman behind you. And one goes, I'll be the woman in front of you. And he just <laughs> weirdly, like, crosses his eyes and goes, I'm a sandwich. <laughs> I'm a sandwich. He didn't say sandwich either. Sandwich. sandwich. Uh, I'm a sandwich. And nothing in his character suggested, like, this goofy, like... No, he's like this vice president, kind of well-dressed... Hopeless romantic. Yeah. And he's, I'm a sandwich. And he crossed his eyes when he did it, yep. too. He's just... The and one. then immediately after, he's like, I gotta go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Regretted his decisions immediately. And we stopped that and watched that <clears throat> back, like, three or four We watched times. it three times. Yeah. Had to call Marina in to watch that one scene so with us. So bad. And so out of place. That's my quotes. Me too. Okay, rating time. 
Tomato meter. I'm going to think, I'm going to say that this got a 19% on tomato meter. 7%. Oh, sure. Okay. Deck the halls territory. Yep. And uh, audience score. 24%? 45%. That's quite a jump. It's a big jump. And then IMDb Metascore? 2.1. 22. Very close. 21. You're one off. Fuck. And audience score out of 10. 38. Out of 10. 3.8. 5.7. Oh, the audience. So audiences loved it. Critics did not. Yeah. What are you thinking? On the John Lasagna scale? 0 to 10 John Lasagnas. Give it to me. I thought about this a little bit feed, during the feed movie. Feed me that lasagna. I'm going to give this film a 6.7. Out of 10? Yes. Holy shit. Yeah. I This is a, this is right up my alley. I like the schleppy romantic comedy. Right up my anus. Um, <laughs> I was genuinely surprised at the running towards each other. The Dumal-Hillary Swank thing? Yeah. <clears throat> I thought the only thing that's keeping this movie from being a perfect 10... Is, <laughs> from a perfect is, 10 it's just the constant it's just like the, the length of the scenes and the amount of scenes that were thrown together <clears throat> otherwise i liked most of the story besides i didn't really like the pregnancy plot line i guess yeah, you didn't need that one at all no. i thought that the the twist of hillary swank going to her dad was a good twist. that's a good twist yeah 6.7 final score oh god damn i i was gonna give it a 3.2 john lasagnas there you go. give it a 3.2 john lasagnas um because like this screenwriting is all over the place. Yeah. The continuity almost impossible to keep track of. Um yeah, the so ca- many plot holes that you're just uncovered. So many no. mysteries to solve in a rom com. Yeah. You don't know the characters' names. And yeah, don't know the characters' names. Another one of my problems, like for you, like the perfect ten thing was the length of the scenes. Like yeah. it is just jumbled together. Yeah. The length of the movie even. Yeah, this could have been down to 90 minutes. Uh, easy. Cut Just, out the whole birthing scene. And you're, yeah. We cut out a lot. Like, yeah. that was not needed. Was that the worst of them? I think so. It wasn't... It didn't really tie into the rest of no. the main thread. It was like its own thing. And it wasn't, like, romantic or even really family-based in the end. It was sort of just... There. Jinx. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think I'm going to give it a 3.2 John Lasagna's. Okay. For with your six point seven John Lasagna's gives us an average of nine point nine <laughs> yeah. out of twenty. Yeah. Which is a four point nine five. Nice. Which I is, thought you were gonna say nine point nine out of ten. Oh no. Um which is right in between the audience scores for Rotten Tomatoes nice. and IMDb. Sure. So. Are you mad at my score? A little bit. <laughs> I don't think I know you like schleppy movies, but this isn't even like schleppy in a comedy way like deck the halls was yeah like i know deck the halls is right down your alley lie lie vampires right down your alley those things but this one didn't seem as as alley lucas yeah yeah i love it okay and i've got a little surprise for you all instead of just imdb user reviews instead of seven or eight i've got five but i have five quick critic reviews that i found the critics were not too happy with this correct so my first one is by roger ebert he didn't know last yeah. week. Yeah. No, I do know, but... The, the greatest. Didn't recognize his name, yes. Yeah, of the Chicago Sun-Times. Yes. And he wrote, New Year's Eve is a dreary plod through the sands of time until finally the last grain has trickled through the hourglass of cinematic sludge. How is it possible to assemble more than two dozen stars in a movie and find 
nothing interesting for any of them to do. Zero. <clears throat> what did he give a score at? None of them gave stars. Oh, okay. They sure. just wrote it. I know he unexplicably gave movies a four star rating too, which is the dumbest. I've always discussed before the dumbest criteria. Oh, of, he gives four out of four. Yeah, zero. Yeah, zero to four star rating. Yeah, which <laughs> is a dumb scale. Yeah. Hard to compute. Hard. Yeah, hard to translate. <clears throat> so that's Roger Ebert. Next, I've got Kimberly Jones. Okay. Do you know who that is? No. Nope. Of the Austin Chronicle. Mostly, New Year's Eve is appalling stuff. A poorly constructed sentimental sham. Old Lang Syne. Old Lang Syne again. Yeah. yeah. Which, what did that mean again? I don't remember. I'm going to look it up real Old quick. Old acquaintances. It means Time times pass. long past. So, yeah. that's pretty fitting. Yeah. Old you, Lang Syne. Using it as, <clears throat> as a joke against him. Yep. Next, I've got Claudia Winkleman, your favorite. Is she? I, I'm, I guess so. <laughs> On the BBC One show film, she said, I have found the worst film of all time, and it's called New Year's <laughs> Eve. That's a little harsh. Next is by just Rolling Stones. They say, director Gary Marshall follows Wait, last year. the year's... Rolling Stones? Like the Rolling Stones magazine. I guess it's Rolling Stone. Right? Is it? I have Rolling Stones. I copied and pasted this. Think, Maybe it's just Rolling Stone. I think it's Rolling and Stone. And I forgot the they forgot the apostrophe. Well, Rolling Stone yeah, then I said think that, that would make sense. Director Gary Marshall follows last year's Valentine's Day rom com crap fest with an even more puke upable sample <laughs> of the species. Um and concluding it is be bad beyond belief. Yeah. That's fair. And my last one is by Owen Gleberman of Entertainment Weekly. And he said New Year's Eve is dunderheaded kitsch. But it's the kind of marzipan movie that can sweetly soak up a holiday evening. No. So Owen Gleberman, a fan of New Year's Eve. With a name <clears> like <throat> Owen Gleberman, he could have only ever been a film <clears throat> reviewer. Yeah, for sure. At Entertainment Entertainment Weekly. Yeah. He even used marzipan in there. Yeah, that's a Gleberman dog whistle. And we'll finish it off with the five user reviews. Okay. First is by The Little Songbird. Yeah. Gotta have them as a guest. And I found her. her real name. Really? She signed it. Bethany Cox. Shout out <laughs> to you, Bethany Cox, the little songbird. Thank you, Mrs. Cox. On January 11th, 2019. Just like there were too many subplots, pretty much all neither interesting or emotionally investable, and are instead a mix of contrived, dumb, and overly schmaltzy. Even half an hour in, one feels hit with too much going on in the characterization and storylines with neither properly growing that it bogs down the pacing, pacing so dreary that it makes the length longer than it is. Yeah. 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 The sentiment really gets too much, and it takes itself far too seriously. The various storylines give an episodic hodgepodgey feel. The constant back and forth confuses and is choppy, and they don't really connect together at the end and resolve too conveniently and predictably. De Niro's subplot, weightier than the rest of them, sounded poignant and relatable on paper, the problem, sadly, is that it felt out of place with the rest of the film and fits uncomfortably with everything else, as well as having a lack of credible motivation. Like there was an attempt to devote time to it while underdeveloping the rest of the subplots. Yeah. Marshall's direction is never in control and struggles to balance everything together. In conclusion, a weak film and very disappointing. Three out of ten. That's fair. <clears throat> I I think she makes a good point when they don't really all connect to each other. Like, no. Like, one or two connect to one or two other ones, but they don't all get that super connected, like, interwoven style. And her point about the pacing, very yeah. true. Yeah. Um, I just like the little songbird as a reviewer now. She Regular. she states it well. It's not 
overly dramatic, no thesaurus use out. Yeah. Says uh, it like it is. How many has she done now? Three or four? I think she's been on four or five of these wow. now. So, Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Bethany we'll Cox. have to reach out. <clears throat> My next is by Trevor Dugan. <laughs> uh, December 10th, 2011. So a month after it was released. Trevor says... A day before <clears throat> the 10-year anniversary of 9-11. N- n- no. What? What day was December it? December 10th. Oh, I thought you said September 10th. <laughs> I'm 12, 11 then. An equally um, day in Livelin infamy. Trevor says, I went to see this movie tonight and I was unsure as what to the outcome would be. I find that movies with a wide array of celebrities are sometimes hard to follow. And overall, not great. This, however, was an exception. From the beginning of the movie till the very end, I was amazed. I thought it was an amazing movie, to be honest. It was really funny, and I generally don't like funny movies, as I generally don't find movies funny, <laughs> even when they're supposed to be. And it was very amusing. It was all around great. I laughed from the beginning until the very end. Had a great cast who all did tremendous jobs. It was not one of those cheesy, sappy love stories to any degree, as some people may expect it to be. It was full of happy moments as well as some sad moments, but they all blended together very well. I would recommend this movie to anyone, as it was one of the best movies I have seen in a long time, maybe ever. 10 out of 10. Nice. I I think that's funny that he says he never finds movies funny, but then he laughed from start to finish at this. Yeah, he doesn't like comedy films because they aren't funny, but he laughed the whole movie. One thing I think he may have hit on accidentally that I think is right is that I don't think they were overly cheesy or sappy to, you know, they weren't. They could have definitely been a lot more hallmarky. Oh, they could have been. Yeah. But he says that it's not even, it's not even like even close to a cheesy sappy love. I think there is some in there. A couple bits, yeah. But I think it, it could have been a lot worse. Also, every actor did a tremendous job. Ludicrous. Not ludicrous. <laughs> some of them were pretty rough, actually. Some yeah. of the Michelle Pfeiffer kind of too. Yeah. As a but weirdo. so ten out of ten for Trevor Dugan. Next, we've got Blanche too on uh, we couldn't get blanche one no march 1st 2013 and they said <clears throat> i admit i didn't see new year's eve in a theater where i might have resented spending the money i saw it on <coughs> tv and for what it was a holiday movie i thought it was cute okay i'm a sap i've read the reviews here i didn't find the storyline to jumble at all this is a feel-good film with expected endings and so what I, for one, do not want to be made miserable around the holidays when I'm already sad because so much of my family is gone. (laughs) Heavy. New Year's Eve is an old-fashioned film, the kind you would see in the 50s. It's not Citizen Kane, and it's not supposed to be. It seems to me that many people on IMDb are incredible snobs, sorry, and don't understand simple entertainment and taking a movie for what it is instead of what it isn't. You didn't know George Bailey would come out okay in It's a Wonderful Life. You didn't know they'd pull off honoring the general in White Christmas. I'm not sure what the problem is. I want predictable around the holidays. Hmm. For those of you who wanted the ball to blow up and kill everyone at the end of the movie in Times Square, you'll need to watch something else. 7 out of 10. <laughs> is that a thing that people wanted? I don't think anybody wanted that. <laughs> and also kind of sad about her family yeah it got really sad yeah she wants predictable because she doesn't want anything sad because all of her family is gone yeah that's a that's what happened to blanche one (laughs) oh no that's a look into her soul (laughs) um okay my next one is by michael elliott on december 26 2012 a complete success if the goal was to create a disaster 
Gary Marshall's latest puke fest centers on a wide range of people, all of them dealing with either a bad relationship, death, or being single. New Year's Eve is without question one of the worst bombs one person is ever going to see, and it's pretty clear from the first bits of dialogue that we've been giving a movie without any sort of brain. In fact, I honestly felt myself getting dumber as the picture went along, and it's clear that there's no reason for this thing to even exist. No comedy, no romance, (laughs) no drama, some of the worst written and most annoying characters you're ever going to see. Even worse is that many of the stars are put into roles that they're not fit for, and most of the relationships are flat as there's no chemistry between the stars. New Year's Eve is a complete mess of a movie, and it's just downright shocking that anyone could find any sort of entertainment in it. It's so sad to see many great films being overlooked while stuff like this gets made. My rating? Bomb. Out of four. A bomb out of four. (laughs) (laughs) An odd scale, sir. Bomb out of four. Yeah. I guess that's a zero. I guess. Yeah. Um, there was a little comedy. There was a little romance. Yeah, there, there was a little drama. There wasn't a ton of chemistry. He was right. Very right. I didn't feel anything between Josh Dumal and Sarah Jessica Parker. Nope. Which is the big reveal. Yep. I didn't feel... <clears throat> and maybe it's because I just don't like both of them individually, but I didn't feel a whole lot between Catherine Heigl and John Bon Jovi. Nope. Didn't feel... I felt more from Hillary Swank and Ludacris. <laughs> yeah, which was not a thing. <laughs> and um, the kids did a pretty good job. So. They did, yeah. I do think also that some of the stars that he put were in roles that weren't fit for them. Like, they didn't really... Yeah. They, there could have been better casting on some of these. Yeah. Halle Berry mm-hmm. needed a bigger role. Yeah. <laughs> Michelle Pfeiffer <clears throat> needed a different role. <laughs> for sure. She's not... Michelle Pfeiffer isn't your quirky... Older lady Autistic worker. coded. Yeah. Yeah. And my last one is by Keneal Lamb 2011 on... Kevin Lamb? Kevin Lamb. No, Keneal Lamb. Keneal Lamb H 2011 on January 11th, 2012. What made this movie the best was that Jake T. Austin was in it. Heart. <laughs> if you like a movie that involves lots of kissing and drama... I do suggest this movie. I love this movie and Jake T. Austin <laughs> heart. Also, I like that there was well-known actors and actresses in the movie, like Leah Michelle and Ashton Kutcher and Jake T. Austin. I have not funny seen Valentine's Day, but I want to see it after seeing New Year's Eve. This movie was a really funny I want to see this movie again. Uh-huh. It was so good. And I love Jake <laughs> T. Austin. Heart. Caitlin plus Jake equals for love forever. Heart, heart, heart. Heart, heart, heart. Plus 86 more hearts on this review. I counted all the hearts. Oh, my God. What is your final score? Uh, oh, yeah. 10 out of 10. <laughs> that is an amazing review. <laughs> So they liked Jake T. Austin. They're a just bit. a Jake T. Austin fanboy. <laughs> That's amazing. Keneal Land, 2011. Caitlin plus <clears throat> Caitlin plus Caitlin plus Jake equals love forever. Heart, 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 heart. 89 hearts, <laughs> or 92 hearts. That's amazing review. That's our there were best review there were 96 yet. hearts in the whole thing. That's probably our best review yet. I think <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, I showed it while I was writing the script to Maria. I was like, you need to look at this right now. <laughs> I love you, Jake Austin. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> So yeah, that is it's a good end. Are you recommending this film to anyone? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I am to to people. I think you look at it with the right sort of lens, you get a 6.7 movie. Okay. Mm, yeah, that's recommendable. That is recommendable. Recommendable. 
It's uh, certified fresh. Yeah, I'd, it's fresh for me. I'm not recommending it. Yeah. Uh, maybe to like my mom. Yeah. Anybody that's a big Gary Marshall fan or a Jake T. Austin. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, it's it's not the best. There are way better films for you to watch. You think so? Yeah. Like Magnolia? Yes, of, of course Magnolia. Yeah. Um, and so that will end New Year's Eve. Old Lang Syne. Old Lang Syne. Um, What's our movie for next week? Yeah, so our second film of 2022 is going to be a comedy. Nice, we like those. Starring Will Ferrell. My guy. It's going to be Kicking and Screaming. Oh, hockey pucks! Very excited for it. It's going to be a fun one. That's a good one, I think. I think so, too. Yeah. We'll see where we go with it. We'll see what we have. Hockey pucks will be a quote from each of us, though. Oh, yeah. We'll dive into um, notable pharmacists in film. Yeah, because this uh, is the biggest one, I think. <laughs> and uh, we'll talk about soccer. And, and Mike Italian Ditka. immigration. Yeah, and Italian immigration and Mike Ditka. And so we will see you next Monday for Kicking and Screaming. Hockey pucks. Gadoosh! <laughs> Thank you for listening to The Good, The Bad, and The Movies. If you like the show, please like and follow us on Anchor and any other podcast sites we are located on. We would love to hear your feedback, so please leave us comments and reviews on our Instagram and Facebook pages at The Good, The Bad, The Movies. We will be back next week to deep dive into more movies, and remember, if it's it's good good and it's bad, it's it's probably the movies. movies.